Sharks, the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show, featuring Dan Harsha and Dan Allman. This week's show, we're highlighting the latest in music, life, and we culture. different eyes. Yo, 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 it's Dan Harsha, and this is the Guitar Gurus, and with me always is... Dan Alban here. Hey, bud. How you doing tonight? Loving life, as always. You know that. Well, welcome back to the studio. We are here for another fantastic episode, episode number 10. Holy smokes, we've hit the double digits. Yeah, man, we're growing. We're growing. I love it. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's It's been a fun little conquest so far. <laughs> or journey, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I like the journey. We haven't conquested just yet. But we're on the journey to make a conquest. Right. That's cool, dude. We yeah. actually, uh, my Sage Band has our next songs called The Journey. Oh, sweet. So we're still working on that. Got some things going in the background. But when that comes out, it's going to be awesome. Great. Good news. Yep. So let's explain a little bit of what happened last week so everybody understands what all the franticness was with the posting. <laughs> uh, we had a data issue with the software and it was scary the file got corrupted and i thought i lost the whole show that sucks yeah it was definitely scary but i did a random windows search and the old raw data i found it <laughs> and i stitched <laughs> it back together dude yeah you like, were. A, like a jigsaw puzzle <laughs> I, I did a, i think i did all night or one of the nights because after I did all that, mixed it down, I can't open the file back up again. Oh, my God. So it's going to be a fun one to see what happens tonight. Yeah, it was it was panic mode for sure. Good God. It was scary. Yeah, man, it was nuts. And I'm glad that you saved it because that episode last week was fantastic. It was incredible. Oh, yeah, man. Big shout out to everybody that came yeah. on last week. That yeah. was awesome stuff. That was good stuff, really. So the bouncing back and forth of the YouTube and, the, you know, we, we had to do that too. And uh, I'm just glad that everybody still got an opportunity to check it out. We didn't lose it. Somebody was uh, looking out for us. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and you got two versions. <laughs> you yeah. got the real cut with the GNR music on YouTube because Facebook flagged it, removed it. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. I did all these other bands. There you go. So you can hear two versions of last week's episode. Yeah. And with my buddy Wayne, that's we're going to get on the phone very shortly. Um, we're jamming his stuff last week as a fill-in, and then we're jamming it tonight again. That way we don't we can avoid all unpleasantries. Yeah. So it'll be kind of cool. Yeah, he gets a he gets a twofer. Yeah. That's well, cool. We might jam it next week if it, if we don't get it worked <laughs> out. I don't, you know, because everybody that's got stuff that that's not been released that sounds good, send it in. We'll spin it. Yeah, we'll play it. All yeah, night we're long looking. And... We're looking for that stuff now. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And we'll shout out out you on the screen when it comes up. That actually be kind of cool. It'd be real cool. Yeah. So send us some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, cool. Well. We made it through last week. Everything's good. And then we got hit with this damn cold weather. <laughs> Man, that was cold. Uh, yeah. yeah. A high of 49 has never felt so pleasant. Oh, it's beautiful <laughs> out right now. <laughs> so, yeah, Considering Monday, I had a second belly button, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right, man. It was insane, dude. It was insane. So, wow. So, it's Nam Week. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. So... 
that's a big thing that's happening right now in the industry. A lot of products are getting unveiled. And our buddy Keith at Island's out there right now doing his thing. And he's going to come on next week. And we're going to have a formal interview on the show with him. And we're going to talk all things NAM. So Sweet. we're going to get it right from that guy. So he's, I can't wait he's to plugged hear it. in, man. So we'll get some real good info. So in, in his correspondence with me, he said he's ready for it and he's got some stuff for us. That's going to be great to get it straight from him, who was straight up in the mix. Yeah, man. So looking forward to that. Yeah. So it's going to be real cool. A lot of guitars coming out. I mean, the, the stuff's already showing up on the feeds of what's coming out. Wow. So it's really cool. Green Day's got a pedal coming out. To mimic the sound from the Dookie album, <laughs> nice. And they put the graphics on it. See, that, see, that's when you know the industries is kids hitting products now. They're actually thinking about marketing because yeah. before it would have just been whatever the distortion pedal was, no graphics or anything. Now they're putting <laughs> the graphics on it. So everybody be like, yeah, man, that's what oh, I yeah. want. This is so vintage now. <laughs> Green Day's Dookie album, it's vintage. I know. I would never come on. Dude, I know I'm that's not ready insane. to admit we're that old yet. I know it's insane, man. It really is. Um, but wow, special okay. edition pedal, man. That's insane. Yeah. I just, I just remember back when I, I still think that's new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's cool. But no, Keith will come on next week. We're going to talk Nam. We're going to talk everything, man. It's actually going to be really cool. Sweet. It's going to be really cool. And we got an action packed show tonight. Oh yeah. Uh, we got four guests coming on. So it's going to be busy. It's going to be busy. As always. And like I said, our first guest up, if you don't mind, you want me to do the introduction again? By all means, knock you, yourself out. You always say I, I make you comfortable when I do it. So yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> all right. So first up is Wayne Johnson. That's the music we're hearing now. That's him. This whole, he's going to be jamming pretty much all night. So this is him. This is his stuff. This latest instrumental CD. This is just an awesome guitar masterpiece, man. It's really cool. I've been jamming it since he gave me the disc. It's awesome. And and I think you got a copy, right? Did you get a copy yet? I have not gotten a copy yet. That's my fault. I take blame for that because I've been holding on to it, dude, because I've just been jamming it so much. So that's my fault. So before we leave tonight, I'll make sure you have a copy and that way you have it, dude, because it's cool. It's good to have in the background because there's no vocals. So it doesn't disturb anybody. Yeah. Seriously, man, it's just no, cool. I, it's chill. I, I definitely want a copy of this. Yeah, man. I mean, the tones are awesome. And getting ready to talk to him, we can ask him about how he recorded it and all that other geeky right. stuff. So it's going to be fun. We really geek out on the whole production. Yep. And then second up is a return guest, Cool Buddy Bobby. Because ah. we went to the wrestling over the weekend. Got to go to the wrestling. Yep, we got to go to the wrestling. We're going to talk wrestling with them and recap the matches from Saturday night. Yeah. And there was a funny story with me involved. So it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to hear Oh, it's going to be great. All right. <laughs> and then after that, we got my best bud. Well, kind of best buds from high school back in the day, long time ago, uh, Speedy White. Um, we all used to hang out, me, him, Robbie Howe, Steve Wade. That was the gang of us back in the day. We would all hang out. And just play guitar. And Speedy was the man. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get to talk to him and um, we'll jam his couple songs he sent me. So. Hell yeah, man. A Gwen Park High School shout out coming. Right, exactly. There's a whole bunch of us Plus, around here. Right, I know. <laughs> it's insane. So that's what's going to happen there. And that'll nice. be a fun one, man. Yeah, that should be, be great. Fun one. And then our final guest tonight, I hope it happens. 
I'm praying it happens. It's going to be Matt Lawson. He's the bass player in Ponytails and Cocktails. Oh, shit. They're a newer band coming out of Virginia, Fairfax County. Yes. So it's cool. Um, and we're going to talk to him and get a, di- uh, get a beat on the band and see what's going on with them and talk to them and see what's up in their world and see if we can merge our markets. Yeah. You know, maybe get them to come down here and play a show with something. Oh, yeah. They would do well down here. Yeah. That's yeah. it's their, that down. It's our style down here, man. They're really cool. So oh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk to him and see what's up. So I think that's going to that'll round it out tonight. So I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> it's going to be a busy one, man. I, I wanted to do the video games again this week, but with four guests and us squeezing it in, it ain't going to be no time. So... I don't think we'll get to it tonight, but we got some awesome people coming on that we can talk to, which is what, yeah. I, what, what, what we want to do. Yeah, exactly. The video yeah. games was just a bit, you know. I don't want to do bit. it. I don't want to play it out either. So yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll bring it back, but we want to bring it. We'll back. pop those in as a surprise once in a while. Exactly. Oh, and I will give this teaser. I already pre-ordered Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> so sooner the be- so as soon as the beta is released, we'll have access to play it before the full game comes out. Wow. So we'll definitely premiere that too. All right. So I'll tease that. That's definitely coming up. And also coming up in this show is the Island Music Guitar of the Week. Absolutely. Man, what a treat this week was, buddy. Uh-huh. What a treat this week was. I saw the pictures of the guitar. That multifoil is nothing but the truth. Ooh. Isn't it pretty? It, it was, it, oh, I don't, I don't even know what to say. It just, it, it was breathtaking. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. We're going to um, fit that in somewhere in the show. It'll be, a, I'll just pop it in when we can. Okay. So we're going to, um, Get out of here, take a quick break, and get Wayne on the phone and talk to him and see what's going on. What do you think? That sounds great. I can't wait. I've been excited about this all week. Let's do it. All right, buddy. Well, just Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from our 100 gigawatt radio internet thing that plugs into something else. It's WTUR, the Guitar Gurus. We see each other through different eyes. And we're back. We're back from break, man. How's it going? Just as good as always. Oh, yeah, man. You know that. It, the night's young, dude. It's We're just young. getting started. So it's, it's, younger than I am. Right. So we talked earlier. We got our lineup in, and the show's progressing. Yep. Um, and I think without further ado, let's get Wayne on the phone. What let's do you think? Do All right, man. Let's get the power of the phone technology cranking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Get them entertained while I dial it up. All man. right. We're getting ready to get our first guest of the double-digit episodes. Episode 10. It's ringing. It's it's ringing. Hello. Hey, Wayne, it's Dan from the Guitar Gurus. You want to go on the air? Yeah, man. Awesome, dude. Well, thanks for coming on tonight. Um, I got my best friend, co-host, bass player extraordinaire, uh, Dan Albin with me. Dan, say hi to Wayne. Hey, Wayne, how you doing this evening? Hey, man, I'm good. Good, good to hear you. Good, good to be. Now, thank you for being here. 
Yeah, dude, this is awesome, man. I really do appreciate you taking the time out to come on the show. Oh, not a problem. <laughs> right. Well, I first met you when I was um, working at the Hot Licks Guitar Shop in Waldorf, Maryland as the manager, and you were the um, part-time guitar tech, correct? Yep. Yeah, so we kind of clicked and got along. It was pretty cool. So I kept that friendship over the years, and you got a new album out, and I reached out to you, and you said you wanted to come on and talk about it. But before we get to that, I just want you to see if you could bring the listeners up to speed and give us the history of Wayne Johnson, the musician. Uh, history? Let's see. Uh, most of my uh, music stuff, music work, has been in the, in the Christian rock market. Uh, I used to had my old band under command. We used to travel around. We and so we've got a did about six releases and I think about four or five tours. And and we've been all back and forth on the the whole country. Oh wow! So, I mean, it was fun, but you know, as with most things, you know, you know, they, they slow down. <laughs> and then uh, uh, when that came to an end, yeah, just kind of. I released a uh, a uh, CD called North of Nowhere a few years back and thought, man, that, I can't do any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, well, it, let's see what happens. So, you know, I played around, you know, did some stuff solo-wise, and, um, and it was all good. And then I started, like, leaning into doing some... Uh, country and some other kind of shows kind of gigs kind of trying to get a little different flavor of what's going on and then um, uh, probably about a year ago I was having some some hand issues and I was like well I don't know how much longer this is going to be acting up or if this is going to be it's a back problem or what so I kind of stopped doing gigs yeah, you know, and uh, wanted to focus on because I always had this you know, this idea of doing an instrumental guitar record, which always you know when I don't know like I mean you guys are guitar players or instrument wranglers, and uh, you know you've always seen you know like the Steve Eyes or you know, the Sacrians or you know all the guys from the '80s or who or whenever you know Andy Timmons and those guys who've always done like amazing things on guitar, you know, just doing instrumental work. I always wondered, you know, I wonder if I could pull that off one time. So I just kind of sat down and it wound up going from like, you know, you know a couple songs to an EP to a full length. And uh, I'm kind of glad I did. <laughs> it's one of those bucket list moments. Right. Well, man, let me just let me just say your new instrumental Atomic Tsunami is out and it's super awesome, man. I've been I've been hogging it. Um, I've been meaning to give my co-host a copy of it, Wayne, but I've had it stuck in my car since it came in the mail and I haven't got around to that, dude. And, 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 and it's and, as you should. Right. And, and I just tell you, man, there's there's I did. I, at first I was like an instrumental. OK, how do I take this? That was my first thoughts when you said, dude, that's what I'm doing. And I was like, you know what, man? I think I might be ready for something like this. And now that I got it in the car and I can have it on 24-7, even when I take calls, because you can turn it down. 
and without lyrics, without someone singing, it's never annoying. No one on the other line ever complains. So I've been literally listening to your album for for uh, what week and a half straight now, man, and it's it is awesome, dude. I I, I just want to say, man, dude, the tones you got were legit. The the mix is awesome. I love the song structure. I love how you put the song order together. I mean, all together, man. Bravo, brother. And I, I'm I'm just happy that you that you agreed to come on and talk to us about it. And I was just wondering, could you explain how you recorded it? What was your process? How how what? Just geek me out a little bit on in that world of how you did it. Oh man, it uh when uh, like my my uh, music partner uh, Brandon Wagner. He's the guy who he did the drum tracks and he did uh, he he recorded and mastered it. And uh, when when we got together and we were having that same kind of talk, it was like, you know, well, exactly how are we going to go down doing this? And I told him, like, on past recordings, um, I mean, there are a lot of, you know, songs where, you know, you go in and, you know, as with most, so you don't waste a ton of money in the studio. You know, you have your songs written out, you have them ready to go, and you want to be able to do, do it perfect, perfection from, you know, A to B. So with this, we were like, let's try something a little crazy. And I told him this idea I had of, you know, I had the songs written, this is on the rhythm tracks, uh, but then there were spots in it that I had no idea what to play. So when I got to those parts when I was tracking, like the, the inspiration right at that moment was captured. So what I played right then and there, that's what, we, what it was going to be. Oh, and it yeah. turned out really stinking cool. I did. I know what you mean by that. Um, not um, the song I recorded, "The Return." When I wrote that solo, I had a basic of idea of how I wanted it to go. But when I came down to recorded it, I did like twenty different takes and just selected one. And it was just the <laughs> most. It was the most free, free, free. I just love that process, man. So is that kind of what you did too? Oh yeah, yeah. There, there was a lot of that. I mean, there, you know, sometimes there were things where, uh, you know, I would play something that I had, like, like for the solos or uh, for the melodies. You know, and I had um, like thought beforehand of like, oh, well, this would be kind of cool. And then when I did it, I was like, man, that sucks. So, bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went ahead and uh, you know we scrapped it off. And you know, when I, whenever I when I track I have to like stand up and be in a certain like mind frame you know kind of just you know be you know one with the guitar right and just you know just just get in that zone and man when I get in that zone then you know turn into thinking George Lynch and overplay too much (laughs) 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 and it's a good thing George if you're listening don't hate me but uh but I mean, it, it, it's really weird because, you know, it's, you know, and anybody who records knows that there, there's magic moments just kind of like pop up and you just go, wow, that was awesome. You know, and when everybody's like, yeah, that's the take, that's the take. Yeah, when that take hits, you, you, there's no question about it. It's just instant, you know it, there it is. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. That's why you do it, just for that moment, to capture it. It's there forever. You've got it. Oh yeah, and you know, and when I recorded this, I recorded this this whole CD for me. 
you know, for for nobody else. I mean, I'm, and with Under Command, we have you know we were on uh, like three different labels, and you know when you're working, you know, you know, I can listen to all my old songs, and you know, and I love each CD, and you know, I love the songs. I all like my chip, my kids, my children, but you know, I can still remember like that time crunch. Oh, we got to get it done like this. We have to do this. You know, kind of bowing to the industry. And it, that just kills art. And so when I did Atomic Tsunami, it was like, for me, you know, when, uh, you know, when I finished it, I was like, this is awesome. Because I, I listened to it like eight months before I released it. Wow. And, and you know, to release it, it was only because, you know, kind of like prodding of, of certain people like, hey, man, this is you know, pretty cool. Let somebody else listen to it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of glad I did because, like, you know, like uh, today has been pretty wild because my phone has been exploding because uh, this week uh, uh, Atomic went to uh, all on all the digital formats, so I'm getting all these calls and these texts and all this stuff going. Oh man, it's awesome! So yeah, it just makes me feel good. Oh yeah, Wayne. Well, it makes us feel like we're getting an exclusive now because this timing is perfect. <laughs> Dude, good for you, man. That's that's a that's great that everything's just blowing up right now for you. I'm happy for you. Cool. Yeah, man. So, uh, what what's your current rig, man? What are you playing these days? <laughs> my my rig is a rig that has been the same for like the last twenty years. Um, what I used on Atomic um, was a first pro- year production PV5150. Okay. And that cool. was all the dirty stuff and clean stuff except for um, the song Chill, which I used this old, uh, like a, it's, it, it's a foot pedal, but it's a preamp. It's a three-channel preamp. And it, it's solid state, but when you play clean, you want like a like really nice crystalline sound, and that works great for that. So you can you know, use that um, pedal-wise. You use uh, like a Vox Wah um, and a TC Mojo Mojo pedal just to push things a little more sometimes. Okay. Um, and, and that's it. I mean, I I don't use much of anything. Wow, dude! Yeah. Guitar, Guitar-wise, it's a different story, though. <laughs> that's where that's where the, the road strays a bit. <laughs> dude, it's... with that, with that, I've got um, like quite, I've got quite a few like custom-built instruments. Some stuff that I built, some stuff that other people have built for me. And but like uh, the workhorses that always seem to to take the, the forefront. I have an '84. Uh, old Charvel, original Charvel Sand Demons. Wow, and that's why I'm doing most of the original st- or the uh, rhythm stuff through the CD. It's the it's the one that I call a kamikaze. It's white. It's got like the kamikaze graphic on. Wow. Um, and then there's uh, this one that's it's an orange guitar with black and, uh, like SS racing stripes on the top. And that was built by this fellow named Benjamin Baker. And that guy, uh, that guitar, 
is most of the solos on the CD. Yeah, but there's you know, different guitars for different things. You know, there's some PRS on it. There's some Gibson on there. There's quite a bit BG Rich on there. Uh, and some Ibanez too. <laughs> yeah. Now those BC riches you have are those the '80s, right? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you got those the real are, deal, those right? Are old, uh, uh, gunslingers, like the like you know, like just shred machines and a single pickup. But like, you know, they're they're so old now. I mean, their sound is just loud. If you were to listen to it, I mean, you hear you know, the lows, the highs, the mids, everything just like right there. Like perfect guitars, almost. Right, that's awesome, man. Um, we got to definitely get together when things settle down and maybe just squirrel around and jam a while, man. What do you think? I'm down. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> I know you got some things going on, but we definitely got to uh, get to get together and do that now, man. Because I'm telling you, man, I'm all about the atomic tsunami, man. I've been telling everybody. I'm telling you, man. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, man. I really have. He's enjoying it. That, yes. Absolutely, and I am as yeah, well. I, I love it. Yeah. Right as we're talking right now, uh, I know you can't hear it. You'll hear it at post, and then when the episode comes out. But uh, apple butter's on right now. Yep, apple butter, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We're jam- dude, that thing's a jam. And I'll man. tell you, when I when I read the track listing, I was like, apple butter. I was like, man, I loved this as a kid. I can't wait. And then it came on. I was like, holy smokes, dude. I, I'm, I'm surprised I have eyebrows left. This thing smokes. It. I mean, you are getting it on this one, man. I love it. I yeah, love it. What? Apple butter is one of those. It's badass. I guess. Uh, uh, how can you describe it? Like the hyper, hyper, shuffle boogie kind of thing. Yeah. But it, it was named after like a my, my business partner. Uh, uh, he. He and I do dinner every now and again, and when we when we do, so a lot of times we hit like a cracker barrel. And so we're like, man, hey, you know, can you bring us apple butter? Yeah. You know, after this big huge order of food, and we wait and see if the apple butter shows up. It's like a fifty-fifty chance. It it shows. Sometimes it doesn't. Then you got to remind them. I love it. I love it, man. I love that. I love the stories behind this stuff. (laughs) Oh man. It, it's crazy. I mean, like um, the song "Chill," you know, the quiet, um, you know, you know, nice, you know, laid back tune. Uh, the rhythm tracks for that one is the scratch tracks because I couldn't get to playing it. I couldn't redo it as well as the scratch. I hate that. And mm. when I did it, when I scratched it. Uh, that is the version. Uh, there was a complete. It was a completely different song before it turned into what it did, because I was playing it and I was like, "Man, this is just not. I'm not it's not working for me." Yeah. And I rewrote it the day before I went into the studio, and that's what's on the on the CD. Actually. And it, and I played it once. <laughs> I was like. Yeah, now now I gotta go back and relearn that one. <laughs> right, right. But it just came in on our mix. Chill just came in on our mix, so it's kind of cool that you're talking about it. Um, we only got a couple minutes left, Wayne. So I got two more things to get with you. Um, who's your biggest guitar? Who's your influence, man? Who's your guitar influence when you were coming up, man? Oh, when I was coming up. Oh man, definitely uh, Randy Rhodes. Um, 
Yeah, but then, you know, there's, there's always that group, you know, there's Randy, I mean, you got always Sterling and Eddie Van Halen. Right, you said that, yeah. that was your deal. That was your that was your time and place when you were coming up. That's kind of cool. Yeah, the, like the dudes in Iron Maiden. I mean, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, right. it, it, It's so broad, you know. I, I like to think I'm a good amalgam of everybody I listen to. You know, even like local guys. You know, I got to try to rip off licks from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're playing them right, and it sounds good, man. That's all I know. So that's awesome, man. <laughs> So, all right. So we got one more question for you. We got five five minutes to talk about it or so. So don't don't have to don't feel rushed. But it's called best gig, worst gig. It's our signature question. You got to answer both, but you can answer in any order, Wayne. So what's your best gig, worst gig? <laughs> no uh, best gig and playing live. I'm, I love playing live, and you know I could take like a crappy little bar gig and feel like I'm in the Capitol Center. Uh, best one um, might be a tie. Uh, one was out with uh, Under Command uh, a few years ago. We did a show out in California on the West Coast. And, um, and it was a big festival and just, it was awesome. We were on this big stage. Everybody loved us. Um, then uh, one that was more closer to home uh, I was opening up for uh, Yuli John Roth and he was you know his, his plan like you know, doing sound check and he was all kind of like I don't know if if I looked funky to him or something but he was always sneering at me every time I he walked past <laughs> so when we did our set we got there and slayed the place we had the place singing back the courses to our original songs which they didn't know us from Adam we just won them over that strong, and they were like you know, fans forever. You know? wow. Everybody had a CD when they left. Wow, that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. That's cool, man. That's real cool. Yeah. <laughs> Worst gig. Yeah. Let's see. It was this one. It, and I say it's worst because of how I was treated uh, by the by the club owner. Right. Uh, he comes to me like, you know, we get there. Usually, you know, I played this place before and he was, was paid, you know, pretty well and, you know, hotels and stuff provided. Everything, everything was good. We get there, you know, this time, this day, he's like, he comes up and he puts a, uh, a paper plate down in front of me, on the table in front of me that had, like, a few grapes, uh, a couple strawberries and a couple pieces of pineapple. And he goes, this is your pay. You may want to eat it all. What? Whoa. And I was like, uh-huh. All right. Holy so, shit. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I was like, mm. man, I need to take a walk. Yeah, that was a good but move. I, I, I played the show. And I, you know, I, I did what I do and rolled out of there. And then the dude calls me up a couple weeks later going, hey, you know, great show. You know, we'd like uh, you to come back. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm on my way. I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, that's, I mean, that, how you kept your composure with that, I don't know, because that is, that's, that's awful. Yeah, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah, the, you know, like, you know, the, the cartoon of, like, my head exploding into a billion pieces. 
you know, was going on inside my head. Yeah. You know, but, you know, you know, it's always the thing. I was like, you know, even though it's not a good scenario, you just don't want to, you don't want to, you know, just burn every bridge, even though some are inevitable. Right. Uh, you don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, man, yeah, he just beat up this dude. He's in the corner bleeding <laughs> You don't want to be that guy no, all the time. You, you don't want to <laughs> compromise your integrity. That's for sure. Nope. No, you don't want to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's a pretty intense worst gig, man. Dude, that's, that's insane. That's one of the worst ones I've heard so yeah. far on this show. It's getting good, but that's like that question, that man. Was, I that, love it. That actually, I felt terrible when I just heard that. That made me feel terrible. I, I just can't believe the guy had a set of balls to do that to Wayne, because Wayne ain't a smallest dude, man. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I wouldn't fight him. Uh-huh. Wow, dude. Yeah. He did. He yeah, handled it's kinda, it. Handled it's kind of like, let's see how we can crush you as a human being. <laughs> Eat your fruit. All right. Wow, <laughs> man. Wow. Well, damn, Wayne. Time flew by, man. It's already that time, buddy. I appreciate you coming on tonight. We're definitely going to have you back on in the future. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, That'd be awesome. Oh yeah, dude. You you got um. Anytime you want to do something, man, call me. But I'll I'll probably be calling you before you call me. But I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll be a hound dog if I have to. But uh, I appreciate you just coming on and telling telling us all these stories about that stuff. It's just really cool. It's really yeah. cool. Oh no, man. Thank you for letting me uh, let me come up and rub my lips. Yeah, man. So. What we'll do is I'll reach out to you in a couple of weeks, see how things are going, and then maybe get you back on in early spring. All right? Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it's, uh, right now at this point in our show, you're the only – this is a trivia question. Remember this down the road. You're the only person who had their uh, original music play behind our show in an episode the whole time. Twice. Twice. So. <laughs> Yes. So, Dude, that's how much I love your album. You are you are a trivia question for this show. You're an answer for the question. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. cool. Yeah, dude. Like I said, man, I love to work on it. Um, I can't wait to hear what else you got coming out in the future. But man, that that one's awesome, and it's yeah. just great. We we dig it on this show. We love it. We awesome. want everybody to check it out. Thank you. And where can they go check it out at, Wayne? Where? Where? Yeah, Where iTunes. can our listeners check you out? Oh, uh, I, I, you broke up just a bit. Oh, I'm sorry. You know how the cells are. But it are, is it on iTunes, Amazon, and all? Oh those yeah, things? yeah. It's on. It should be on everything this week. Oh, cool. Okay. I just, yeah, I just got a post, uh, like from uh, Brandon, saying that it was on uh, Amazon. Oh, today. perfect. All right. Well, we'll have to include some links on the episode. To- yeah, I'll put it, I'll put it yeah. in the thing. I got it. Got it. Cool. Hey, Wayne, well, from the Guitar Gurus, we say thank you, and we'll talk soon, okay? Yeah, brother. All right, man. See ya. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Wow, man. That was cool. That was cool. That was real cool. <laughs> that was I, awesome. Dude, I love working with him, man. And like I said, no, he was a hell of a guitar tech. He had down to earth. A, was a whiz, man. I always took care of him, and he worked on my things. He showed me a couple little bit of things. It's been great ever since. Yeah. So kept up with them. Down to earth dude, man. Cool. Well, let's take a break, get out of here, and get Cool Buddy Bobby on the phone. All right? Yeah. Reoccurring guest. Cool. Cool Buddy Bobby. All right. It's Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan.
Cleveland, Maryland Guitar Guru Show. If you're lucky, you'll see these two on a tandem bicycle riding down 925. We see each other through different eyes. Oh yeah, we're back, dude. We're back. The show's cranking. Oh yeah, yeah, and I'm having a great time. It's not medicine this week. It's and, called fun. Yeah, this is not medicine. This is the good stuff this week. Yeah, man. I dude, I got the first guest jitters out of the way. I'm ready to do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, we're running behind. It's awesome, As like always. usually. Yeah. So we're gonna um get cool buddy Bobby on the phone and get the power of the phone technology cranking. Ooh, rotary style. It's ringing good. It sounds good. I bet you he answers. Hmm. Hello. Cool buddy Bobby, it's Dan from the Guitar Gurus. Let's welcome you back. Are you on the air? Yeah, man. Awesome, dude. How you doing? Good. How you been? Oh, man. I'm doing great since you last seen me, buddy. That's for sure. Yeah? Oh, man. I was at the wrestling matches. Bobby's our professional wrestling expert. Welcome back, Bobby. Sorry, I'm just getting ahead of myself a little bit, so sorry. Yeah, he didn't even give me a chance to say good evening to you. you know? I'm, I'm, I'm exci- he always loves this segment. He's excited about it. How you oh, doing? How you doing, Bobby? Me too, man. Hey, how are you, Danny? Man, I'm loving life, buddy. I can't wait yeah. to hear about you guys' excursion to the to the wrestling match. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a heck of a time, man. It was uh, it was very cool. We got to see some pretty cool old timers like Jimmy Hart and. Uh, and uh, Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump. Yeah, no way. Cool Scott Steiner was there? Yep. Damn. He's a lot smaller than he used to be. Yeah, yeah. That, that's going to happen as you get older, I guess. Yeah. So Jimmy Jimmy Hart in Mouth of the South, was he still in full regalia with his megaphone and everything? He was. Megaphone, bright jacket, black and red jacket. Yes. They had, they had him manage one of the matches, and... Uh, he was running around ringside, but he, I didn't hear him use the megaphone or, you know, taunt the baby faces like he used to. <laughs> he He's really, he's got some charisma. He's good. That guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, he does. He's I, fantastic. And he's still doing it now, even at, you know, however old he is, 70 years old. Yeah, he's got to be at least that. That's insane, yeah. man. I was just going to say, man, he doesn't look like he hasn't aged that much. No, but, I agree with you. It doesn't. Not at all. So, Way, I mean, Scott Steiner aged way worse than jimmy hart did <laughs> oh wow jimmy hart didn't have to do steroids back then because he wasn't <laughs> that's true <laughs> all right well cool let's let me set this up real quick all right so i i communicated with bobby told him yeah meet you at the venue yada yada be there at a certain time and me being you know punctual on time always i was there early waiting on bobby get there <laughs> So, so Bobby walks up. He's walking up chill. He's got his woman with him. It's cool. He's big timing everybody. He's right. got the strut. I was like, "Hey, dude, here I am." You know, randomly. Oh, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we get in there, right? And the first thing I see is the concession stand, and I go, oh, "Shit." Because I'm a sucker for a shitty concession stand, and that's what it was, man. They had it was just like Little League back when we used to play Little League, <laughs> dude. And, dude I, and I went in full rage mode because <laughs> because I was just I, I hadn't had anything to eat really that day, right? And I saw all this food there, and it was insane. So I got two slices of Papa John's pizza, okay, uh, whatever pack of Chick Fil A nuggets. 
and another couple random things and demolished them. <laughs> it was insane, dude. It was insane. <laughs> and you kept going back too, Bobby. So don't even act like you're innocent. You know you're not. <laughs> I did the same thing, man. I hit the chicken nuggets, the pizza. Bought myself some candy, some chips. I mean, I that that concession stand is the best. Right, but unfortunately, so we get over that right, and the matches start, and it's cool. Um, what's the dude? What's that little cool buddy, Bobby? Bobby, who's that cool dude over there that always is uh, taunting the wrestlers as they're coming out? Oh, I I don't know his name, um, but uh, you're talking about the kid. Yeah, to Timber, yeah, he, I, I call him Timberlake. He looked like Timberlake from that Saturday Night Live skit. Hey, there you go. We'll call him Timberlake. Yeah. So Timberlake was he spent the whole night pretty much in that area. I like I like that kid. He's got he gets real excited about it. He's part of the show. You know, he talk, he yells at the at the heels and cheers for the baby faces. You know, he's 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 super into it. I've I've I don't know that I've ever been to a wrestling match with anybody who's that into wrestling. No, he's wow. he was definitely the most passionate wrestling fan ever. Wow. Yeah. And he's like walking around the audience engaging everybody, you know, like he's not just yelling at the wrestlers, he's yelling at like the, the everybody else in the and all the other spectators <laughs> saying, you know, Oh, did you just see that? Oh, I can't believe he did that. You know? <laughs> yeah, MCW should hire him as a hype guy. He's the hype guy. That's, awesome. That's exactly what he was doing. He was hyping up the crowd over nothing and selling <laughs> it, man. Damn, but dude, he was on it, dude. It was love so it. awesome. I love, love that it. part of it. It's funny that you mentioned that because the first time we met him when I was with my wife, um, I told her I thought he already might be on the payroll. Oh, wow. He's that good. You know what I mean? Because he's <laughs> he does. He walks around the crowd and hypes everybody up. I mean, they, they if they're not already paying him, you're right. They should. Yeah, I mean, he might be undercover like that. I mean, he, That's he, what I'm saying. he should at least not have to pay to get in. Or Dude, I would I would call his house and make sure he's there at every event, man, because yeah. it's cool, man. He, he just loved it, man. It was just cool to see a kid just love something, man. It was yeah. just awesome. So but You know, it's, Danny, it's, what, I told, uh, what I told Dan the other night we were there was, I wouldn't be surprised if he got the Go-Go Orlando treatment. Oh, my God. You yeah. know what I mean? Where, they, he, where he, gets, he gets to go in and hang out with the, the guys. Bring his tape recorder and sell his tapes for two dollars. You know the whole deal. <laughs> like maybe Man. he, maybe he's this MCW's Go Go Orlando. I can't believe we made it ten episodes before Go Go Orlando was mentioned. <laughs> it was bound to happen. That's awesome. It was bound to happen. <laughs> so yeah. If you're in Southern Maryland and you don't know who Go Go Orlando is, you got to get out more. Dude, tell me about it. I worked with him at Chesapeake Bay Seafood House. <laughs> I, wor- I worked with him at Sabaros. There it is. Yeah. Blow up a bathroom. Yep. Oh, All right. So yeah. So speaking of uh, the, the the shitty concession stands, uh, oh. I'm going to throw this back to Dan real quick because I think it might have betrayed him. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> so so the matches start. Hype dudes going crazy. It's awesome. I'm talking to Bobby. I actually see the people from the tattoo shop up there, so I holler at them real quick. It was awesome. I was having time in my life. A who's who? Um, the hypnotic ink. Yeah, I mean, it was a who's who at the wrestling. <laughs> exactly. So I'm having time in my life. And then all of a sudden, I get hit. I had to go to the bathroom. And, I, <laughs> I, 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 and it was no, it was not, do not pass, go, do not collect $200. Dude, I had to go. Did you wash this down with a chocolate milk or something or what? <laughs> Dude, it's that, it's that damn pizza, man. It always <laughs> getting <job. laughs> Right. It always got me, dude. But whatever. But And I go to use the bathroom there and the line's out the door. Mm. And I go out there. I got to go. Got to go. Wow. So I got three <clears throat> matches. I got three matches in. 
Yay! It, it was so obvious when it hit you, man. You were, you were in trouble. You you, it was, you know, it was like a love switch flip, man. You were like, oh, oh. yeah, dude. Oh, dude, I gotta go. I gotta go, man. See ya. It sucked, man. I was having time of my life, dude. That sucks. Yeah. So, so, Bobby, what, what were the results of the matches? Do you have those? Uh, do you, did you keep the card, so to speak? No, I didn't keep the card, but I were, but uh, the, some of the highlights of the night they uh, they had a big main event, a big eight man tag main event. Wow! So the uh, the heavyweight champion Dante Caballero and his his three sidekicks went up against uh, Greg Excellent, uh, Joe Keys, Brandon Scott, and Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner. Wow! So you know they got the win in the end. Oh yeah! Right. Of course. But uh, that was that that match was all right, um, and they had a Rage TV Championship. Actually, they had two. So, apparently, they had Scarlett Bordeaux, who anybody who watches Impact uh, knows the name Scarlett Bordeaux, but she was apparently at the show in Joppa on Friday night and won the Rage TV Championship. So, she defended it in Hollywood against King McBride and lost it. Oh, no. And then immediately afterwards, Elijah King from Ring of Honor comes out and challenges King McBride to a TV title match and beats him. So now Elijah King is the team champ. All that in three days? All that in all that happened. Yeah, all that happened Saturday night. Jeez. How are you going to keep up with that? <laughs> That's why he's the expert, dude. And, and we're a bunch of ricks. Well, thank you for keeping track of all that. Because, Jesus. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, that was the worst drive home ever in my life. Are we still yeah. on this? Oh, dude, it was horrible, man. We're still on your intestinal distress? Uh, dude, you don't understand, man. It was insane. It sucked. Um, it must have been bad. It did was. You, did you lose a sock on the way home? Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm, I mustered through, man. I mustered through. Good but I tell you, you man, man, it was horrible, dude. So, Bobby, I'm glad you all got to finish and enjoying the night. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I had to rush out on you, but I had no choice in the matter. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, totally, man. It was good to hang out with you, man. I'm glad you could make it. Yeah, I'm definitely going back to the one in March, so we're definitely going to do that one, okay? Oh, that's right. Coco Beware is going to be there. Exactly. Get out of here. You're going to come this time, Danny? What's the date? It's um. What is the date, Bobby? Look it up. March 9th. March 9th. I might be able to do March 9th. All right. I mean, it's, yep. at the, it's at the volunteer fire department. And we got to get there early this time, like a lot earlier, if we want to get a good seat. Yeah, that, that was crazy the other night. That was the first time I've ever been, and they said it was sold out. Whoa. Well, we've been promoting it, so, I mean, it has <laughs> been right. going down. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah, they should thank us for that. They thank us with diarrhea. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I might yeah, be able they, to make they, that. They got to be a little more selective at the uh, concession stand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to do, I'm just going to eat before I go. I'm just going to have to avoid it. <laughs> it was insane though, man. I just geeked out. They had Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets, man. Papa John's pizza, assorted candies. Dude. It was like, I was like, man, this takes me back. And I just had to have it. Yeah. I mean, they served <laughs> it on shitty plates too. It was great. great. I mean, it was legitimately like I was at home. <laughs> they got a paper plate, like like not even a double plate. It was like one piece of paper plate. Man. As soon as it gets soaked, it just falls apart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no China at that moment. <laughs> but yeah, March 9th, I might be able to make that, man. So let's plan on that. That's March 9th at the Hollywood Volunteer Fire Department. Department. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's at 730. 730. That is the, uh, what do they call it? The... Uh, bell time or yeah that's, that's right yeah it's bell yeah. time but we got to get there i'm telling you man we might need to get there at 6 45 
They yeah. said they said it no, was getting I, busy. Absolutely, at we want to get a good seat. Well, why don't we buy our tickets online and just buy ringside, man? Let's just splurge. <laughs> yeah, courtesy maybe. of uh, That's, courtesy maybe of Bobby to do, Richards, man. huh? Get right up front. Yeah, man. I'll talk. I'm gonna reach out to you over the weekend, dude. We'll hook something up. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, man. Sounds good. But hey, so what was the best match that night after I left? What do you think? Besides the big eight-man tag, what, a basic I, a basic that, wrestling that, match. That race TV title match was the uh, well, the, the I guess the two back-to-back matches that that was a pretty cool sequence, man. Uh, watching that belt go back, you know, change hands twice. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's 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 cool because, I mean, I used to go to a lot of the. Uh, you know, WWF matches Cap Center back in the early 80s when they were first coming out and getting popular. And I always said, man, I never got to see a title change hands through all those years. Right. And see that happens like, well, actually a title change. Holy crap. That's a big deal when you go to a wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. You, you don't always get that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know there seems to be one almost every time we go uh, to this Maryland Championship Wrestling, and that's that's pretty cool. You know they'll have they'll have steel cages sometimes. I mean, they, <laughs> yeah. you know they put on the whole show. Battle they, Royals. They'll have a steel cage at Hollywood. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Shit. Oh, now, is, can you buy season tickets to this to these things? I don't know that you can buy season tickets. All, all I know about is you know the uh, you can pay extra for ringside for these specific events, but I don't know about uh, season passes or anything. Yeah, I'm looking into that. Yeah, let's dig into that, man. Why don't you reach out to them and see what's up? Okay. I mean, they like a good cross promotion. I mean, you just tell them you represent wrestling on our show. If they need some more credentials, tell them to call me. But I mean, <laughs> see what you can do. And then, dude, dude, they got some techie equipment there. It was kind of cool to see. They were cutting promos, streaming, and all that stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so they might, dude, they would seriously might be down with it. I mean, they're tight with the people at Hypnotic Inc. too. So I could reach out that way too, man. Yeah. We could get something going on. Absolutely. Yeah, man. We'll have to. Yeah, work let's on look that. into that. Yeah, yeah. I'll reach out to you, dude. Okay. Well, cool, man. Hey, well, well, you got any more things for him, Alvin? No, man. I just, uh, I, I'm enjoying having you on this show in these segments, and I hope it's something that we can continue to keep doing with you. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm having a great time doing it. I, I, I appreciate you guys bringing me on. I just, uh, I thank you for the time that you take with us because that, that's cool. You're, you're the first recurring. You're the, you're our only recurring guest, the regular guest. Yeah, you're wow. a regular. You're a show. And, uh, you're you're kind of almost like a show personality more than a guest now. Yeah, that's that's how you, <laughs> that's how it comes up. Bobby Richards is gonna be on with the wrestling report. That's a thing. That's right. that's yeah, a that's thing your thing. Do. Yeah, and no and, one's gonna yeah, take it. My wife said to me, "Who is cool, buddy, Bobby?" Oh, <laughs> Wait, that's a whole show that's to it. itself. What's that? That's a whole show to itself. I don't think she. I don't, <laughs> that's right. I don't think she's ready for that. No, not yet. <laughs> We're going to ease her into it. Yeah. That's insane, man. So, <laughs> that's funny. Who is cool, buddy, Bobby? That's right. That should be on a bumper sticker. So, yeah, I just want to say thanks again, man. Thanks for your time. And it was always good talking to you. And hopefully next month I can actually hang out with you and talk to you in person. Yeah, that'd be fantastic, man. I'm looking long. forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, that's awesome, man. Well, dude, we'll hit you up. Um, I'll hit you up over, definitely over the weekend about this wrestling stuff, and then we'll get it going on. Alright, sounds good, man. Alright, buddy. Well, from the Southern Maryland Guitar Gurus, we say thank you and good night. <laughs> good night. There he goes. Damn, he just hung up. 
He must have had the Papa John's pizza tonight. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm out. The nah, big, he's they, the man, dude. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, it was kind of cool down there. So, yeah, the wrestling report. With Bobby, cool buddy Bobby. Cool buddy Bobby Richards. As as always, we enjoy that segment. And, uh, you know, he didn't even save the card from the show, but he knew who was in the matches and all the results. <laughs> I mean, just the guy knows. Right. It's cool stuff, man. It's cool stuff. I just, I dig that oh, after all these years, I still get to communicate with them. Yeah, it's it's so awesome. I mean, just on this show, you know, we've we've had him on twice now, and he's going to be on regularly, which is great. And the first time he was on a few weeks ago, it's like I said, hey, nice talk. That's the first time I talked to him in 20-something years. I hadn't even seen him since the 90s. Right. But I still feel like I just ran into him last week. Right, it's man. Just that, that's just the way it is. Absolutely right. Yep. All right, man. Let's take a break. We'll come back and get Speedy on the phone. Mm-hmm. See what's going on with him. You ready for that, man? Oh, man. You excited? Hell yeah, man. We're going, we're going back to we're going back to Gwen Park. Right. We earned a couple minutes too because we kept it kind of brief with Bobby. So that's man, awesome. We so, picked up some time. So we might be able to hopefully uh, get this done. So we'll take a break and we'll get it back. All right. Yeah, cool. Southern Maryland Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan. We'll be back. Yo, 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 we're back. How you doing, Danny? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time. I'm having a fantastic time, always. I say that every week, fantastic, and I really mean it every time I say it. That's loving awesome. it, loving it. <laughs> awesome to hear, man. That was a great call with Cool Buddy Bobby, man. Always is, man. He's the guy. I love that guy. Yeah, he's got the wrestling down for us. That's yeah. cool. I yeah. love that segment, man. That's turning out to be a gem. That's a great segment. Well, it's true. Southern Maryland culture, they come down here. It's part of the culture. Yeah, I'm down, man. They wouldn't come down here if there wasn't a market for it. Dude, it was a packed house when we'd be standing room only. Yeah. I didn't we didn't have seats. Wow. We were general mention, but usually they have seats available. Bobby said that's the busiest he's ever seen. Yeah. Sold out first time he's ever had to deal with that. Well they've they've been promoting it big time down there. Yeah. Signs everywhere. And people are looking for something to do. That is down there, that's something to do. And twenty bucks. Can't beat that. I mean, you can't even go to the movies for 20 bucks. I don't know. But you can go see some wrestling. That's right. And get some reasonably priced concessions. <laughs> Just don't go crazy like your boy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was so bad. Or you'll dude. pay the price. Dude, it was so embarrassing, too. He was there with his wife, man. It was insane. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> All right. Well, dude, let's just get Speedy on the phone. Let's, 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 let's dial him up and let's get the, the Gwyn Park trio back. <laughs> All right, provide me some. Let's get the technology of the phone cranking music. Cranking. Ooh, it's ringing. I hope he answers. Oh, he will. Oh, he will. Maybe. He will. Uh oh. Hey, Speedy, it's Dan from the Guitar Gurus. You want to go on the air? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome, dude. Nice. How you doing, dude? You're on the air, man. It's Dan from the Guitar Gurus, and I got Dan Albin, our buddy from Gwen Parks here. Say hi, Dan. Hey, how you doing tonight, buddy? 
Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, Dan, how's it going? Man, great, man. I'm loving it, man. It's a beautiful evening. I appreciate you being here with us. Let's get it started. Hell right, yeah. Buddy. So, since it's your first time on the show, I always like our guest um, to bring our listeners up to speed and just give us the history of you playing guitar and playing music. You know, what age did you start out? How'd it go for you? And, and just you know, just give us the Reader's Digest version of Speedy White. Oh, man. We're going back a long way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but just keep uh, it brief. You don't have to tell me about every month and every year. You know, just go yada yada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, know. Uh, I don't know. I got a guitar when I was five years old for Christmas. Right. From, from that day on? I mean, you know how it becomes. <laughs> I heard Van Halen. The rest is history, you know what I mean? I got you. So you started young and just took off. Yep. No lessons, no no nothing. Just started listening to records and picking things off of records. And I, I got good at it, you know what I mean? Yeah, just learning the different sounds and how to do it. I actually, hold on. Let me go back a second. All right. I got a drum set and a guitar. For my fifth Christmas, and I tried playing drums first, and that didn't work. I got better on guitar faster than I did drums. All right. If that makes if that makes any sense. And now I'm actually really good on drums. <laughs> In due time, it's right. Playing drums is an acquired taste. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, all the years of playing with, you know, drummers and playing with people, I picked up a little here, picked up a little there, listening to records. And then, you know, I went out on the wheel one day and bought myself a little five-piece drum kit and started just learning songs on the drums, and then I got real good on it. <laughs> hey, man, that's what it takes, though. You know, if it was easy. I shit, shit, I didn't start singing until I was 30. And then I eventually got good at that, but I, you know, I, I went to New York and took singing lessons from Tony Harnell every Saturday. He was the singer of a, a band I liked when I was a young, younger band called TNT. And uh, like I said, I did that every Saturday for about two and a half years. It's $500 every Saturday. Oh, wow. Wow. I remember so TNT. I got, it was man. like a job, man. I got on the, I got on the train. At 7.30 in the morning, I was in New York at 12. My lesson was at 1.30, 1.30 to 2.30. I was back on the train at 3.30. I was home by 8. Wow, a full day, and you paid for it. <laughs> that's, that's dedication. I paid for it. Yeah. Right. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You're banned to do that. <laughs> that's, that's dedication. Yeah. yeah, well, the killer wasn't the lesson. The lesson was only $100 an hour. Taking the train up and back was the killer. So... Wow. But I did, I did it. I did it every weekend for two, two, almost two and a half years. Oh wow! So tell us about the train system. Is it bullshit or what? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I always had good luck. But I would always buy like I'd buy like a free ride pass, and then you got your fourth ride for free. Okay. Oh wow! Okay. Wow. Program. Yeah, at that time. That's smart. That, I don't think they do it anymore. Was that the Acela? No, that was before the Excella. Oh, wow. Oh, so you were just on the regular so, train. And then, you know, I played, you know, all, all through the 90s. I played in a band. And we were pretty big. I mean, we played with everybody. 
Rat, Dokken, Slaughter, I mean, all those bands. Um, and then towards the end of the 90s, I kind of just kind of really got out of, not guitar, but the whole shred thing. And then I started writing songs. And actually, um, I don't know if y'all remember him. He went to school with us, Ryan Instrum. Yeah, I remember him. Yep. Yeah, me and Ryan started a project, and that lasted up until about 2010. Wow. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I, I talked to Ryan, like, every day, so. Okay, cool. And, um, I mean, that's, and then, like, well, I, I, I did my own studio and all that kind of stuff, and in between that, you know, I, I was doing my, the other family thing, you know, painting cars, auto body and paint, because that's what my family's done right. the whole life. Right. And, you know, so. And now I've written some new songs and finishing up a record and that's what I'm doing. Well cool. I, I produced I produced it all. I played all the drums, bass, guitars, um, all the singing, mixed it, everything, mastered it at my own place and that's what I've been doing. Dude, well, dude, I'm loving the tracks that you sent. I mean, I'm jamming them. I mean, it's, it's good stuff, so I'm excited. So when do you, what's the realistic date for when the album's going to come out? I'm hoping by middle of April. Oh. So I'm still mixing, and then we still got to go master. I'm a lot of stuff. Then I'm going to put together a band and go out and play. Where are you look where where are you looking at playing uh, target wise? What's your target for for live performances area wise? Probably just you know DC, U Street, all all that kind of stuff. It's gonna be hard when you're all already. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know me. I've never played the cover bass. Never been my thing. Never ever will be my thing. And I get you know I get offered all the time. Always decline, and I always get I get. get Oh, you think you're better than everybody, blah, blah. You should see some of the messages I get. <laughs> and it's just, it's just never been my thing. You know what I mean? Right. I started playing music to play my stuff and write songs. And, you know, I, you know, I, like I said, I learned stuff off of records, but I never, I was never a good copier. I know tons of people that are good copiers that can go play, go play in bands. Good copy, but me, I was just never a good copy. Okay, you got to do your own thing, man. You got to do your own thing. Yeah, exactly. I've I've always went to the beat of my own drum. Sometimes that gets you in trouble. No, but but it also keeps you happy. Yep, exactly. (laughs) I've always stuck to my guns. Yep, and it's always worked out. That's the way. That's the way way, you should do. Some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Well, dude, when I when I was coming up, we did covers just to learn how to play music together, you know. And then then me and my brothers just started writing tunes, so we kind of went down the same path. But I remember the days on the skateboard ramp in your backyard, right? (laughs) Having shows, man. I mean, dude, we were. I mean, that was part of the process. Now, now I'm at the point of my age where I'm reaping the benefits from all that. So it's kind of cool. It was a little different for me though, because you know. When I started learning how to play guitar, it was weird, dude. I kind of progressed faster than everybody else. And then the next thing you know, I was 14, 15 years old playing with guys that were 20, 21, 20 years old. I was playing bars. 
Paragon, Network, uh, all that stuff on me when we were in high school. I was playing in a band and we were playing out. And we were playing all our stuff. It, it, it was really strange. <laughs> it was really strange. Yeah, that but, at that said, age, that's very lot. strange I mean, at that age. Once that's... I got into the whole Racer X thing, guitar really progressed really quick. King Diamond, Racer X, all that shred now. It got it got crazy real quick. You know what I mean? So again, uh, I remember the days in the backyard with the skateboard ramp. It was good times, man. It was a landmark spot. Landmark spot. <laughs> <laughs> days but on the ramp. You know, and you know Hey, you're you're breaking up a little bit, Speedy. Hold that phone hey, up tighter. Hello, you there? You there? You there? Yeah, yeah. Just hold it a little tighter. You're going in and out a little. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, Rob was my guitar tech from man '94 to 2001 or 2002. Whenever he moved to Texas, so he was my guitar tech for a long time, man. Right, I remember wow. that. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, because you know, I was a prima donna. I, I wouldn't be seen carrying my stuff, so I made him do it. <laughs> <laughs> no way! Come on. But you know, I, you know, I love him to death. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Like, I, we got to get him on. We got to get him on the show in a three three way. That like the most hilarious thing ever. Yeah, I, I, dude, I've reached out to him a bunch of times, but he never comments back. So I figured he was dude, better. He man, figured he was just t- better. I have to give you his number. You gotta text him. All right, so. just send it hold on. on one second. I'm gonna plug in my headphones because I got a bad habit of leaning the the phone away from my face. So All if right. I plug in my earphones, it'll be a lot better. On sure, dude. No worries. <laughs> hold, hold on. All yeah. right, ding dong. Just don't do the speakerphone. Yeah. We found out that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, no speaker. Alright, you guys there? Oh yeah, dude, you sound like a million dollars now. Dude, I'm the worst on the telephone because I hate the telephone. So I'm with you on that. But um, like I said, I was, you know, I was really looking forward to getting on the show with you guys. So, I'm glad y'all are doing it. It's really, it's something that needed to be done. Yeah, dude, I just, I just said, man, I just wanted to to be the Y show, and now we are, man. It's like, why do I want to come on? Because we're talking music, Southern Maryland. Let's get it out there. Yeah, no, like I said, man, it's super cool that y'all are doing this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Everybody's like, everybody's digging it, you know? You know, I'm trying to talk to everybody through the magic of Facebook, and everybody's digging it. It's real cool. That's well, awesome. Well, I don't know why anybody wanted to hear what I got to say. But... Oh, dude, come, oh, come on, on, stop man. that. <laughs> dude, but dude. now, you know, uh, like I said, man, I've been plunking away at this record, man, for like a good, 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 good while. So... Well, dude, the, in the, the final tracks that I got to hear, you can tell that the time was well spent. Yeah, like I said, I spent a lot of time writing songs. I spent a lot of time on the parts, the harmonies. That's really the biggest battle is just choosing, choosing harmonies, choosing whatever scale I'm going to use, or you know, it's definitely it's definitely a challenge. Like, you know, I used to battle singers back in the day when I just played guitar, 
and they'd always curse at me. I can't sing the, the lick and the riff. Now I get it. Now that I sing, right? Now, now I get what they were trying to tell me when I was calling them pussies and fags all these years. <laughs> oh lord! But now I get it. it that that's that karma, man. The karma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now I get it. Karma's come back to bite me. Yep, so. yep. You're like, oh, you want to sing now? Oh, I got something for you. <laughs> yeah, there's always yeah. valet parking when there's a karma. Yeah, I, I used to come down to the rehearsal hall where we rehearsed in Tyson's. And I'd be like, yeah, check these riffs out and all these crazy riffs. And, and the singer would just look at me and shake his head. <laughs> oh, man, it, it'd always be a battle. It, it was. It's funny, but like I said, now I understand what he was trying to tell me. <laughs> You know, yeah. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. So what's your so, what's, what's your current rig, man? What are you jamming on? Um, well, I haven't really put together a rig. I have a, I have multiple things. Like like I told you, man. I, I when I recorded the thing, when I was recording guitars, some of the guitars are Mesa Stiletto. Um, some of the guitars are the Friedman B100. Some of the guitars are a triple rectifier. Some of the guitars are also the NOS World 100. Um, multiple mics, Royer 121, 57s. Everything's a Neve Pre, except the vocals. Um, the vocals were a Universal Audio Pre and a Manly mic. Um, bass was just a Neve Pre. Drums were all samples. I used SSD5 and SSD4, um, Stephen Slate. Because <clears throat> I played all the stuff on, like, I got a V-Drum kit, so I played everything that way. Oh, okay. And used, used it all MIDI. Yeah, you know, and, and that's then, what a lot know, of people are doing. Whatever I couldn't play, I can draw in. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> live, though, it'll probably be, it'll probably be a Mesa 295 stereo. And I don't know what pre yet. Like I said, I got a, I got a plethora of things. So guitar-wise, um, for the record, it was mainly my Ibanez, Paul Gilbert, <coughs> and I got a couple of ESPs, my old ESPs that I've had for a million years, and then my Kiesel. I got a couple of Kiesels, and I love those guitars, man. They're wonderful, wonderful guitars. So you got to take EMG them eighty one. You gonna take the Kiesels on the yeah, road? Yeah, some are EMG 81. Some, uh, some of the pickups are um, uh, Demarzio, the Steve I Demarzios, where they uh, Evolution. Oh yeah, I know those. Yeah, I like the Evolutions because they're really super low output. So when you're using a high gain head, you know, low output pickups, high gain heads, real super clean. You don't want high gain, high gain, high output. You know. Yeah, well, it gets you a tighter crunch, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm way too involved in all the technical stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, as far as my studio goes, I mean, it's nothing crazy. I got, you know, I have good conversion and good speakers, and that's really half the battle. You know, conversion is everything. If your conversion is terrible, everything's going to be terrible. Mm. So, but... Right. I <laughs> and mean, then, and then you know, there's nothing really more like on the record. Everything's just double track, nothing crazy. I don't quad track or nothing. So 
all the guitars are normally double tracked, all the vocals are double tracked, bass is double tracked, and then you know, and then I I do um I do the dry track for reamping and all that kind of stuff. If I'm not happy with the tone, I can always go back and reamp. I got you. <laughs> you're you're double tracking the bass as well. Yeah, I do. With I, what I do with the bass is I take and um I do I. I'll, I'll do two tracks of bass. I'll do two tracks of DI. Then I'll normally take the one track of DI, and since that's the cleanest track, mm -hmm. I use all the lows from the DI track. Okay. And then on the the se separate track, the second track I take, and normally I use like a Sans amp or that's a um, good choice. Good choice. Whatever. And then I, I get all the the distortion and highs out of that and blend them. Nice. Super fat bass tone. Yeah, I can show you more than I can explain to you. Oh, dude, I would I would love to come over and hang out with you for a little while. <laughs> it's actually it's a trick I learned from uh, Chris Lord Alge. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, yeah, dude. It's a, yeah, it's a Chris Lord Alge trick. Yeah, we gotta definitely um the double D's gotta come come chill with you one one weekend. <laughs> yeah, man. no, more anytime, man. I'll bring I'll bring the beer. I don't know if you drink beer or not, yeah, but we got beer here. We got plenty of beer. Oh, I drink a lot of fucking beer. I, I got I got uh, I got two kegs on tap. Okay. All right, I'll I'll, I'll be over soon. Okay. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, I definitely and I want to collaborate on a track with you someday too, man. Yeah, now like I say, y'all more welcome to come on down. Sweet. But yeah, no. As far as like I said, the bass. Like I said, if you use the DI track for all the lows. Mm -hmm. and like I said, then you use the second track for all the highs and distortion, and it just gives you a super clean. You can kind of control everything. And I mean, if you, I don't know if you listen to the songs, Dan, but the bass is pretty, pretty. It's not loud in the mix. It's just mixed right, you know. Nah, dude, I I love the tracks, man. I'm down with it. I like it's it's like a new take, a new fresh take on some rock and just some heavy rock, man. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Just something. Yeah, like I said, I try to go through and just kind of combine like all the stuff I like. I I like I listen to a lot of music, not just you know, not just metal or rock or whatever. I listen to a lot, 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 lot of music. But like I said, I I went back through, like, you know, I'd go back through stuff that I liked in the 80s and then the stuff I hated about the 80s. <laughs> and same with the 90s and whatever. And I kind of just tried to do a mash of all that. So far, it's working out pretty good. good. So, yeah, I like it. That's I good. Like it. So, like I said, it's, it's a different animal when you're writing parts and... You know, like I said, it's a different animal now that I sing. The, the way I played guitar before I sang is like, I don't even play guitar that way anymore. Because it just don't work. So, now that I sing, I play guitar like way different. I don't even, you know, I mean, I still shred and sweet dick and all that stuff. You know that. Right. But, <laughs> the parlor trick. I mean, when I'm yeah. playing by myself or, you know, where I'm working, that's not the goal. You know? Right, but if it if we need it, I can pull it out. And we can do. It, sure, you know? you've always got the ace in the hole, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but like I said, you know, it's just about writing good tunes, and, and that's it. And then, like, a, um, I'm getting ready to start another project with my old bass player, Mike. 
Dan, you met Mike. He's the one that bought the Ampeg rig. Oh, yeah. Dude, he bought the SVT joint. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's what was done. Yeah, we, I dude, I, he got the best deal ever on that thing, too, by the way. I cut that thing How down. did I not oh, get yeah. this deal? Damn it. <laughs> dude, it was legit, too, man. <laughs> I got screwed on this one. No, dude, that thing's for real deal. Real yeah. deal. Yeah, sure. no, like I said, I, I'm looking forward. Like I said, we're getting ready to start our project. We don't have a name or anything like that, but after I finish the little stuff I've been working on, and me and him are going to start a project and it's going to be a little more that project's going to be a little more metal because he he's he's really more into not metal but he's really more into the heavier bands so we're going to do something like that i'm gonna sing and play guitar play drums and he's just play bass and we're going to do it back and forth actually i just built his whole studio at his house and you know, we got the virtual glass and everything, so he can track at his house and I can track at my house. Right. We can do we can do it through the internet. So there you go. That's how I did my stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I did all that stuff with um, the guy from City Sleeps from Florida, that's how we did it. We actually did it all through Skype. He tracked the bass and all the drums and all that stuff. And then I flew to Florida and played all the guitars and sang all the stuff. Well, Isn't that it. crazy how that works now? Yeah, it's crazy. It's dude. amazing. It's man. crazy. I remember it was like, oh my god, we gotta go rent a room, and everybody's gotta be in the room. Yep. Not anymore. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's actually it's 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 actually better this way because it's you're more relaxed when you're by yourself. Yeah, and you can you can actually give it you can give it your best when you're more relaxed like that. You're not. Yeah. It's, uh, you know when I did all that stuff with the guy from City Sleeps. Um, you know, I, I flew to Florida and I tracked, I tracked like three songs at his spot. And he was like, well, when you go back to Maryland, you just go ahead and track the last song. And I tracked the last song here all by myself and did it. And then when I sent him all that, he was like, uh, just re retract the other three songs by yourself. It's way better. <laughs> I love it. Could have saved yourself a trip. Yeah. I, like I said, I was in my studio. I was kind of on my time, you know. But, yeah, Speedy, like I'm telling you, man, when I was doing my stuff, I'd have it set up, ready to rock and roll anytime I'm ready in the zone. I'd go out and do something in the kitchen, whatever, whatnot, come in and just throw down. Come back, throw down. And exactly. It's That's so how I am. It's like, I... I'm up late all the time anyway. I'll start singing at three in the morning. Right. You know, right. that's how I've always operated. I've, I don't really sleep much. I've never been a sleeper. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I think always, the, I think the vocal stuff actually sounds better the later it is. You know, I've, yeah, well, I yeah, I mean, I've known a lot yeah, of singers like, that know, don't track till well we after midnight. Times they go, oh man, we got to start tracking at eleven. Yeah, got to be done by five, and like I'm not even up at eleven o'clock. Hell no. You know. Yeah. So you know, like I said, I you know I fool around and whatever, and then take a shower or whatever, and come in here and start belting it out here. And like I said, I tracked the one, and he was like, I ah, just retrack all. Yeah. Just retract all three of the other tunes there too. The vocals sound way better. Exactly. <laughs> so that's crazy, dude. All right, dude. Well, I got one more question for you. Then we'll let you get out of here. Um, it's our signature question. It's called best gig, worst gig. You got You can answer in any order you want, but you got to answer both. What do you got for us, dude? After all your years on the road. Out of all the gigs I've ever played, my favorite gig to this day is still uh, Vince Neil 
1995 at Jack's. Wow. Yeah. That that happened. Good, I don't know, man. Like, all the gigs I've ever played. Worst gig was Glen Arden Municipal Center, 1989. It's funny how that gig was. I was in 10th grade. And Ryan's <laughs> like, hey, we need a guitar player tonight. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. So he's like, I got all the songs on a, on a cassette down there in the band room. It's like 25 songs I got to learn in four hours. The gig's in four hours. Nice. <laughs> so he's like, don't worry, just learn. We'll learn the main parts and you can stand next to me and I'll call out all the chords. And that's how I played the whole gig. Wow. Now, I wouldn't say it's the worst gig, but it, I just wasn't prepared for it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's a hell of a lot. In a short amount of time. <laughs> and then got to school Monday morning because I missed all the school and I got suspended. <laughs> That's bullshit. Damn. I did, got to school Monday morning and I, I guess I didn't have the, that little yellow slip for the classes or whatever. Uh, yeah. That's, and, yeah. And, and got suspended for five days. <laughs> five days? Man, I, was, I was a repeat troublemaker, so. You know what? But you were doing what you wanted to do. I always did what I wanted to do. Damn right, man. Still Damn do. right. And still do. <laughs> Screw that still suspended do. five days. Oh, no, Dan, if you want to come down, then I'll show you some tricks. Yeah. Hello? Uh, yeah, dude, I'm going to reach out to you um, and get something set up with you very shortly, dude. And I got some other things I want to bring up with you, too. So that'll work out perfect. All right. That's cool. That's definitely, cool. Definitely, dude. Well, dude, I appreciate your time tonight. Um, I appreciate your candid answers about everything because you got a lot of experience out there and and just talking yeah. to you and hearing all that stuff is awesome. And I, I can't wait to get together with you soon. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm a bad interviewer. So, ah. um, <laughs> yeah, this, this, but, um, this went no, well. Man, man. Like I said, Dan Alvin, if you want to come down, I'll show you some tricks on, on the recording side of things. Hell well, yeah, my, dude. I'm like just. I said, my, my parents still. The studio is actually in Brandywine at my parents' old house. That's where the studio is. So. Oh, okay. Uh, dude, yeah. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Hop, skip, and a jump, man. We'll be there. So I'm, right. I'm down here getting ready to throw down and lay down some solos. So that's what I'm getting ready to do. All right. So. I'm, I'm in. I, we're going to do that. We're going to get with you. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll work it out, dude. We'll be in touch. All right. It's a, it's not the Taj Mahal, but it gets it done. Hey, man, <laughs> dude, it's all good, man. Trust me. Is us. there a place to keep the beer cold, a place to take a leak? It's, funny, it, it, it's good. We, then we're that's, good. We got four bathrooms and three refrigerators. We're good. Caesar's Palace. <laughs> we're good, man. <laughs> it's a palace. Yeah. And a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah, dude, it's cool, dude. All right, man. Well, from the Guitar Gurus, dude, we say thank you, man, and we'll be in touch. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. All right, man. All right. Thanks. Good night. Later. Night. Great interview. Yeah, man. dude. I, awesome. Anytime anybody says it's a bad interview, it went great. Oh yeah, because there, it always works. The chemistry's there, dude. It's it is, and you know, I. Every time you get somebody that says, "Oh man, I'm terrible," they're not really terrible at this. They they think they are, but they're not. Right. You know how much information was in that? A ton, dude. A lot. Oh, man, that's a great man. And I, I I loved it. So that was not a terrible interview by any stretch of the imagination. Nope, it was perfect. He had everything ready to rock and roll for yeah. us. So it was cool. Well, dude, 
we'll be in touch with him, dude. We definitely got to check a studio out. Yeah, I'm man. gonna do some work, man. If, if we get down there with him and we do the, we do that, we should do, you know. Okay. Bear with me for a moment, okay? Sure. This is the part of the night where I'm probably feeling pretty good. Yeah. So we do that. We get with him. We go down there. We check it out. Take some pictures, you know. You know, blah, blah, blah. Document some of it. Not necessarily video document, but show us on location. Right. So to speak. Right. Well, if I set it up for the right weekend, I can actually integrate the Guitar of the Week segment with that. Like, go take it to his studio and mm-hmm. just crank up, crank one out. That's why you're the brains of this operation. Right. Yeah. You can't rely on me for that. You've got this. <laughs> so, yeah. I just go along with it. I think that's what we'll do. And that'll work out great. It'd be great. Yeah, great we'll, idea. Yeah, we'll integrate, cross-promote everything. Yeah. And speaking of the Guitar of the Week, this sounds like a perfect time. Let's talk about it. Ready to bring it up and talk about it, man. Dude, that PRS SE Standard 24 Multi-Foil Unique Finish. Wow, man, that thing was pretty. Very pretty. Um, you saw the post online, right? I did. How'd you look? Dude, it's insane, isn't it? Yeah. That finish. <laughs> I've never seen a guitar like that before. Well, I've, I've, I haven't. Right. I took some notes. Now, let me read this paragraph real quick about it. Sure. So we can really understand it. It's the striking look meet, meets powerful tone. That's their slogan for this model. Okay. Striking look meets powerful tone. It was designed around the finish offered by PRS back in the late 80s. The PRS SE Standard 24 Multifoil may not may be a nod to the past, but it keeps its striking modern feel even a few decades later. It's created by layering different finishes in a unique way. The distinctive finish has graced stages for decades, always commanding attention from the crowd. And it sports two 8515S humbucker pickups, a three-way blade switch with push-pull tone controls. And dude, it's it's a very versatile instrument. The body wood is made out of mahogany. The neck is maple. It's got a 25-inch scale, 24 frets. It's got the birds in inlay in the fretboard, which oh, you yeah. saw on the picture. That's beautiful. And how I did it, so you could see all yeah. of them. I mean, dude, they do that right. Yeah. I have to give as soon my as account. you see it, you just you just go, that's a PRS. And yeah, it's. it's Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and I really got it right with the camera too, yeah. man. It was really hard guitar to take pictures with. I bet. I fought it for for all for three days. <laughs> I, it was last minute, man. Yeah. Up to the last minute, I just I took hundreds of shots, just trying to get it right. And I'm still not really happy, but they did turn out good. It's meant to be seen in person. It really is. That's why I told in the post. You just need to go drive there and go play it. Yeah, just go play it. It's awesome. I mean, it really is. Um, it's got a wide, thin neck shape um, with a two and a quarter inch width at the body and one in sixteen, one and eleven sixteenths at the nut. Um, it's got the PRS patented tremolo, which it's nice because with the the whammy bar, you just slide it in. It pushes in and holds the grips. It's nice. There's okay. no screwing it down or anything. You just boop. Oh wow! Yeah, it's really nice. It's sweet. It's come a long way. Yeah, it really has. Well, his take on that tremolo is awesome. I yeah. have to give him that. I mean, it's, a, it's how that operates. It's awesome. Paul knows what he's doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, it's got the PRS design tuners. They operated great. They look good. Um, like I said, the eighty-five fifteen S pickups, humbuckers with the push-pull control and the three-way switch. 
Man, this is just a nice, nice guitar. I put a video out me jamming my riffs on it so everybody could hear it. And I'm going to kind of just try to keep the same riffs jamming on all these. That way, if people go back and review each guitar of the week, they can hear their different tones from them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just so I know it's going to sound, it'll get old, it'll be the same riffs, but that's for a reason. You know, I'm just trying to keep it kind of consistent so you have something to judge each different tone on because that's why I don't do a direct signal into the board because then it just becomes a recording project at that point. Right. You it's can manipulate it any way right. you want. I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to keep it raw on a cell phone, me jamming my Marshall. There you go. Same riffs, different guitars. You can hear the slight differences in the tones. And then that way we can go from there. So would you be willing to say that this... 24 multi-foil has the tone to match its powerful look. Oh, yeah, dude. Did you hear that crunch I got in that riff? It's yeah. insane, man. It's dude, insane. Dude, it made me grin. Dude, I know. Yeah, I was like, dude, and that's on a cell phone camera. That, that was badass. I, I mean, for, for a metal riff, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to get down there and get your hands on it and play it, yeah, man, got to go, man. You got to go. Where do you got to go? Island Music in La Plata, Maryland. That's right. They got it right there. Yeah. The same one that was reviewed just now. And I think they might have a couple in stock since it is an SE. Yeah. So, so it's not just they just got one in and you got to wait for right. more to come in. I think they got a couple. So I don't know. Get down there before they go out because I know they will. Got to I mean, check it out. I mean, it's right in the right price range, too. They're not charging extra for the finish, I don't believe. It's yeah. just the same. It's just they're just offering that finish. That's that's incredible. So it's their import series, which yeah. is awesome. It's right on the back of the neck. It says World Musical Instruments, which is a fine manufacturer of guitars. Yeah. They make a lot of different brands. Right. So it's a they're, they do a great job. So and it's, it plays great, man. I had fun with it. My only bum is, is I really want to change strings when I get them, but I don't, I'm not going to have them long enough to really enjoy it. Well, so no, you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to do that. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll get a string sponsorship for the segment too. Yeah. We'll maybe do that. Work some kind of cross promotion with that. Maybe. Yeah. Who was on the show last week? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't want to just have you on and then just, Hey man. Hey John Piz, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. But no, that, that's the only bummer is cause I, I really want to put the strings on. I like, yeah. And it makes a difference, but we'll see what happens. That's my only critique yep. of this segment. But I mean, the pictures look good. It's a great guitar. Highly recommend if you're in the market for a double humbucker guitar. Price points there. Uh, price? Oh yeah, very affordable. Under a grand, what? Under a grand, mm-hmm. way under. So, it's a great instrument. I mean, so get over to Island Music, check it out. Yeah, we appreciate them sponsoring the guitar of the week as always. Yeah, just go in there and say, hey man, I want to play the guitar of the week, and they'll get it right for you. Yeah, they'll know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, they're well aware. <laughs> well aware. They're awesome, man. I Tell really them Dan and Dan sent you. Yeah, they they really stepped up to the plate with that, man. Yeah. And it's cool. I'm definitely cool with it. <laughs> and then and then I'm real respectful, you know. I'm I'm taking care of it. I'm when I take something, yeah. you know. I I'm, mean we didn't Pete Townsend this thing. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, we didn't just bash it up against the amplifiers. Or no, anything. I gotta take pictures. <laughs> if anything, it gets like double polished. <laughs> I gotta right. take pictures. You can't have no fingerprints on when I'm white going. glove treatment. Right, it has yeah. to, you yeah. know. So you, you, you bring it back better than you found it. Bingo. Clean as a whistle, shining brightly like a diamond. Right. It's the way it should be. Yeah. And that's how respectful you got to be. And you have to be that way. Yeah. Even if you're borrowing a guitar from a buddy down the street for a show, 
you bring it back better than you found it. Yeah, it's decency. Yeah. So cool. But that's the guitar of the week this week. And that was a cool one. I really thoroughly enjoyed this good, one. Good. It was good to have. So I can't wait. Look forward to see what happens this week. Hell yeah. And then we um and then Keith will be on next week. We'll talk to him about what happened at NAM this week. So it's gonna be next week's gonna be even cooler too. Oh my god. It's it's full on, man. And it is full on. It's full on big time. So let's take a break. Yeah. Get our thoughts together, and then we'll see if we can get our last guest on the line. All and right. that's Matt Lawson of Ponytails and Cocktails. I don't know what's going to happen on this call. I have. I, I hope the whole gang's there, and they just bum rush the call, and they just prank us. I hope so, too, because if it could go really bad for us. We're, we're rolling the dice on this one. Hey, I reached out. They were very receptive. So I got... I, I got good feelings, but I just hope the whole gang's there and they just bum rush the call, you know, good old fashioned style. Fuck yeah. But we'll see. Kind of saving for last because I have to be kind of lit to talk to these guys. Yeah. That way I can keep up if I need to. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's cool having the bass player on too. Damn right. You know, we don't get enough bass players on this show. But that's, it was kind of cool. So when I reached out to. Message us, bass players. Right. I reached out to Ponytails and Cocktails. And I said, hey, I want to have one of you guys on the show. Who wants to come on? And they're like, we are a bass player. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> yeah, they, they always sacrifice the bass player. Right. And I went, I went perfect. That's what I want. So we send you our bass player. Perfect. That's, you're, we're two bass players. Well, good, because you got the right guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Shit. Uh, joke's on you. <laughs> I got three. I'm looking at my three bases right now. Yeah. One acoustic, two electrics. There you go. And there it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. T- I call. Yeah. <laughs> let's get. Let's, I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> I really. I'm getting ready to piss myself. All right. Cool. Let's take a break. We'll get all that working, and we'll come back and get this rolling, man. It's Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan. You're tuned in to the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show, the only show that Chuck Norris is afraid to be a guest on. We see each other through different eyes. And we're back from break, man. It's the Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan. We're back from break. The Speedy White call was awesome, dude. It was awesome. It was great, man. How was you talking after all these years? How was it, it catching was, up? It, it, it brought back a lot of uh, a lot of memories from decades gone by. That's for sure. It was it, it was great. Yeah, I've been talking to him. I've reconnected with him back in 2015 when I was managing the guitar shop. Okay, yeah. that's how we reconnected back up, or we would have never crossed paths. But ever since then, dude, we've been tight. Yeah, we we keep in touch online and all that stuff. Good and man. It's just we can never line up to jam together. No, I think it's, the last time I actually remember seeing him, we were sitting at a lunch table together, <laughs> back in Glen Park, just eating lunch one day, talking about <laughs> bullshit. Right. And that's the last thing I remember. <laughs> Do you remember what you had for lunch that day? Oh, uh, it was probably the square rectangular pizza and the chocolate chip cookie and whatever else fucking chocolate milk was. <laughs> chocolate I, had, milk. I had a lot of diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, but yeah, I remember that we were just we were just talking about guitars and stuff. That's you couldn't you couldn't hang out with a guy like that without talking about guitars. Did it a lot of guitar conversation went yeah. on in that cafeteria. Yeah. You can learn a lot just listening to him talk. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. So, great interview. Appreciate his time on it. Cool. Well, dude, let's get Matt Lawson on the phone. Um, Ponytails and Cocktails. Um, they're a newer band to the market. Um, and we're going to talk to them about their show coming up at Monk's Barbecue and why the band formed and all that stuff. If there's a whole backstory. It's going to be cool. you got to listen to this. Yeah, this is cool. Let's we'll see what happens. All right, man. Let's, de- let's get the technology of the phone cranking for this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's ringing though. It's cool. Hell yeah. Hello. Hey, Matt. It's Dan from the Guitar Gurus. You want to go on the air? Yeah. All right, man. We're on the air. We're here in the studio. We're taping this thing. Thanks for coming on tonight. We really appreciate the time. Um, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, this is cool. Really cool for us. Um, we're a Southern Maryland-based show, but I wanted to reach out to y'all's Northern Virginia market just to see if I could kind of cross-promote our music markets, kind of. Okay. So um, I got my co-host here, Dan Alban. He's one of my lifelong friends. We've been playing music forever together. Um, we've done different bands, multiple projects over the years together. We're just tight. That's why we're doing this show together. Just to give you a little background. Um, Dan Alban, say hi to Matt real quick. Hey, Matt, how you doing this evening? Hey, what's going on, Dan? Good, buddy. Everything's good, man. We appreciate you being on. Thank you for your time, like Dan said. Uh, it's great to have you here. It's great to be on. All right. Well, cool. So I gave you our little brief background. We've been playing music for years. We're tight with each other. We're best friends, basically. <laughs> All right. So let um, give our listeners, what's your brief background in music? How long you've been playing the bass? What, what, what other instruments do you play? Give us a little, um, what, little background into Matt. So I grew up uh, playing. I played music all through grade school. I played saxophone all through um, middle and high school and a little bit into college. And uh, when I was 16, um, I got a guitar for my birthday and started taking a couple of lessons. And then um, kind of got more into doing just, you know, work stuff. And music kind of just became more of a hobby and less of a calling for a little bit. And when I turned 20, I got a bass for my birthday and kind of noodled with it for a few months. And then about six months later, I auditioned for a band and they were looking for a guitar player and a bass player. So I brought both a guitar and a bass and just figured I'll, I'll figure it out, whichever one works best. And the other guitar player showed what he wanted on guitar, and I realized I'm not going to be able to do any of that. So I said, well, I play bass, having only noodled around for like six months or so. But wow. they wound up liking my attitude. They liked um, kind of how I played. So they gave me a shot, and I've been playing bass ever since. So that would be about 12 years that I've been seriously playing bass. Good oh, for you, man. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That's an incredible story. Yeah, good stuff, dude. Good stuff. Well, well, tell us how the Ponytails and Cocktails came out. I mean, so, um, if you do a little research, Ponytails and Cocktails is uh, kind of a tribute band to Coconut Pete, who is a uh, character played by Bill Paxton in the movie Club Dread, which was made by Broken Lizard, the guys that did Super Troopers. Yes, love it. So, um, we, the, we we really loved that movie. It's It's hilarious. It's kind of... It's one of their underrated films. Everyone likes to talk about Super Troopers or, or uh, Beer Fest. Club Dread is a gem, really, in terms yeah. of a movie. And we really like the songs. And kind of um, our lead singer, Coconut Dukes, who some people might know as Chad Dukes, 
uh, has a really good sense for, you know, things that can be entertaining. And so he kind of formed the band and we've been going for about, I would say nine months, something like that. Yeah, and that's about right. It's, it's been a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun. That's cool, wow, man. Wow, man. So t- tell us about that show with the pie tasters, man. That was so cool. Um, we got um, Chad's friends with, with the lead singer of the pie tasters, and uh, he called Chad and asked if Ponytails and Cocktails would would open their annual holiday show up at the 930 Club. And we were, I think we were a little bit hesitant, but also excited because when else are you going to get an opportunity like that? Right. So... Of course, we jumped at it, but that show was just amazing. And just growing up in the D.C. metropolitan area, to be able to play the 930 Club is kind of a dream, you know? Kind of. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm kind of downplaying, but it was you know, like get, getting backstage, dealing with everything there, having played like local shows and, and, you know, dealing with different sound engineers and different sound setups to play at a place like that where all of the equipment's top quality the sound engineers there were top quality it was just it was amazing wow yeah that is awesome dude oh my that's god special. that's freaking cool man bust busted my ass for decades in this area never <laughs> got to the 930 <laughs> hey, yeah we were, close. Getting, we were getting some comments from some other uh <laughs> prominent musicians who had said the same thing that they've been playing for 15 20 years never played 930 and yeah, you know, that was our second or third show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, well, I, it, it, I got I got as close as Iota a couple times, which is a great place to play. Well, it was, and you thought, oh, if you play Iota, you're going to make it to the nine thirty. It's like oh, that's only a matter of time. <laughs> oh, then you come along and just tell me, oh, by the way, hey. I played five shows, and here I am. <laughs> hey, dude, it's all about who you know, man. I've been saying that for years, nah, dude. Man, you got to be good though. Oh, you, dude, it's not just about who you know. You got to actually be able to play. They're good. You saw the clip, man. Yeah, I love that little jam clip y'all released, man. That stuff's good, man. Wow. Thanks, man. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Southern market, Southern Maryland music the market down here would love you guys and um i would love to help you guys get a show down here at one of our bigger venues if you wanted to help if you don't i get it i understand but i know the owner of the hotel charles and we could okay. set, we could set something up there with some other acts too and i'm telling you dude the guys around here would go crazy for your style especially if, if it's more of like what i heard in that clip i'm telling you man it would be a, <laughs> it would be a big hoot down here I'm seriously, and this and this is kind of like Chad Duke's territory too. There's a lot of fans of his down here, so I mean, just that alone too, man, it would make it successful. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they would love the music though. Besides that, they would love the music because they they there's a big big scene down here, man. Yeah, a lot of people sleep on the scene down here, uh, in other areas, but they're missing out. There is a scene here. That's why we're doing what we're doing. Uh, just, oh, but- you know, That's just, something I'll definitely bring to the band and talk to them about for sure. Yeah, right. Um, how do y'all define the band's sound? Um, I would kind of say that you know when you're just looking at because it's you know in essence a tribute band. You look at you know how the the sound of those original songs were, which is kind of an island feel, kind of. Right. You could you could say it's almost paying tribute, but also kind of you know teasing Jimmy Buffett. Though I, I actually don't think we sound that much like like Buffett at all, but there is there's a bit of an island feel. You got a little bit of a twang just from uh, the way that Dukes kind of sings the songs, 
and just from the tone of like the guitars and stuff you kind of get a little a little twang with a, with a lot of island in there yeah it, it would be a hoot man it would be a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> well when when can we show up to you one of your shows and check you out <laughs> <laughs> well we have a show coming up on february 2nd at uh monk's barbecue in percival virginia Oh, and it's part of what's nice. uh, the Rodcast Winter Hog Jam. Okay. So the event starts at 2. There's no cover. Uh, we go on at 4 o'clock. Um, but like I said, the event starts at 2. Feel free to show up early. There'll be a lot of fun stuff happening beforehand. Um, Chad Dukes' uh, podcast, The Rodcast, will be doing a live show at 2 o'clock before 2.30-ish before we get on the stage. Oh, wow. That's cool. And, dude, you said it was free, right? admissions free um they are but with with it being a hog jam they're putting out a whole pig they're cooking a whole hog for us that you'll have you'll have to pay for your food obviously but just to come to the event and to hang out you just have to show up that's awesome yeah i'll have to hit you up on that let me see what the schedules will look like percival (laughs) percival virginia that area is beautiful it's a great area it's a bit of a hike but it's worth the drive it's worth and there's lots of there's lots of stuff out there Mm -hmm. um the guy that runs Monk's Barbecue opened up a, an ice cream shop around the corner. I know it's not exactly ice cream weather right now, but it would it would definitely be worth it. Their ice cream is amazing. It's called the Tip Cow Creamery. Oh, nice. wow. It's homemade right there on site. Um, I don't know. It should. It's probably is homemade. The way it tastes, it, it, it should be. Right. It's, um, it's a boutique ice cream It's straight shop. from the cow, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. It probably is out there. You man. might be able to meet the cow your ice cream came from. <laughs> All right. Well, what's the, okay, we got the Monk Show coming up on the second. What what's coming up after that? Just in case, what's next? So, I don't know that we have anything officially on the books yet, but definitely keep an eye out on our social media pages. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Ponytails Music, and Facebook.com/slash Ponytails Music. And anytime we have shows, we post them up there and we promote the hell out of them. Nice. That's awesome, dude. Well, I'll definitely every time I see it pop up, I'll definitely hit the like and the share for you guys. That's yeah, we're for gonna sure. we're gonna promote those shows on this end for you too. If that's cool, you know, yeah. we just keep awesome. it cool. Yeah, I mean, we're all about it, dude. And seriously, talk to the band and see if they want to come down here, and we could definitely make the arrangements for them and make it real painless, real painless. I'll make sure to, I'll make sure to bring it up to them. Um, we do like to make sure. I wouldn't say that we're ever gonna be a heavily touring or heavily live live show type band but we like to pick and choose when the right time is to to play in front of people absolutely um but if there's if there's an audience for it it would be worth discussing so yeah i'll definitely bring it up to them yeah yeah i i just tell them i believe the market down here would go crazy for the sound i mean everybody down here when they go out they're looking to to have a good time and be have a good time and have fun and y'all seem like the fun band (laughs) you know and it's just like you know it'd be cool i think it would so so matt what uh what's your uh weapon of choice when you play uh i play a fender uh deluxe active jazz bass i picked it up back in uh 2011. yeah there you go uh, fender guy so it's, i love yeah, it yeah it's not a it's not the american one it's i think it's a mexican uh, dude in north american man it's all good dude i used to manage yeah. the guitar yeah. shop here i know all about all the instruments that's a good piece it is a good piece and this just goes to show you you don't have to spend $9,000 on everything. Nope. You can find something that sounds great and plays great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, I mean, the story I always think of when, when that subject comes up is 
is Victor Wooten picking up a beatdown squire and playing the crap out of it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I've got that. Um, I actually uh, I have a couple of different bases. That's my main base. Um, I've got a five string that I just bought a few months ago. It's a Schecter. Um, oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember the model. Low B or? Yeah, low B. Schecter. That's what's a stiletto, a custom. Um, what other I think models? it's the ES5. They put them out a couple of years ago. Rather than having a, a blend knob, it's got pickup selectors, kind of like a guitar. Oh, oh nice. nice. So there's, there's a three-way pickup selector switch, and then it's got um, passive, active coil splits for both pickups. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's... So it's, a, it's very unique. That's why I like it, and it plays like a jazz bass. Yeah, Beautiful. yeah. Schecter makes yeah, good stuff. Yeah, jazz, jazz basses are my weapons of choice. So if it plays like that, then well, yeah, I like it. Well, my days at the the guitar shop when I went out to California, I did the whole Schecter deal out there, Matt. And they do a great product. And the inspection process when the stuff comes in overseas is insane. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so it's a quality instrument for sure. I know that yeah. firsthand. I've seen it. So I would say though, my my prized possession days. Um, is I have a gold tone Paul Beard resonator bass. Oh wow! It is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever, you know, toyed around with a bunch of acoustic basses. Oh, dude, I got I own an acoustic bass. I haven't bass. had enough of an opportunity to do that. I, I so, own an acoustic bass, Matt. I've gone through a couple of different acoustic basses, and my gripe with them has always been unplugged. They're not all that loud. You can find acoustic guitars that are louder than acoustic basses, just oh, yeah. the way that they're built. This resonator bass just sings oh, it sings yeah. on its own yeah i bet wow. how much how much do you want for it <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's one that i'll be keeping forever man i love Good it answer. So that's the right answer matt that's the right answer i gotta i gotta keep our guests in check sometimes <laughs> god because if you would have called me on it i ain't got no money so <laughs> That's cool. Well, we do a Guitar of the Week segment on our show. Have you watched any of the episodes? Did you, did you did your curiosity get you? I caught I, I caught a little bit of uh, the episode you guys did where you did you did tribute to uh, Mean Gene Oakland. Okay. Nice. I didn't get to catch the whole episode, but I, I heard a little bit of that and one of your interviews. Well, just thank- to kind of get a feel of what you guys what you guys do, you know, when you're talking to guys, yeah. to, to your guests. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to do that. That's very cool, man. Thanks for checking that out. Yeah, so what we're doing down here, just to get you a little bit familiar, is is basically we're having a, 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 a music talk show for the Southern Maryland market and the musicians that we all know that play the circuit of venues down here to call in and promote and doing all that other stuff for bands. Okay. And, and that's why I wanted to reach out to y'all in the Northern Virginia side. And, and I know with Dukes and all that, and they, they have their deal, to, to see if they wanted to kind of cross promote the music markets. I don't, you know, the sports is whatever. I don't care about that. I just want to do the music. <laughs> you know? And just, I think that would be kind of cool. And because I don't know any of the local bands in Northern Virginia, but down here in Southern Maryland, I know them all. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what we're trying to do. So it'd be kind of cool if y'all wanted to get involved in that. If not, no worries. Mm-hmm. But yeah. well, like I said, I'll, I'll be uh, relaying all that. So, yeah. Cool. Um, hmm. Let me ask you this. Yeah. 
Ask away. Ask him a question. We got him on the phone. Well, I know. I'm saying, um, what's y'all? What's your favorite song that y'all are playing right now? What's your favorite bass part? What are you doing? So, um, I believe that there was a clip that went up either on Instagram or Twitter from our 9:30 Club show. I don't know how involved you guys are into like YouTube's and memes and stuff. There was a there's a channel called Bad Lip Reading. Yeah. And oh, a couple of years ago, they did a pair. They took Yoda and Empire Strikes Back and kind of made a song out of his bad lip reading. It was called Seagulls. Seagulls. Penny for yeah. your thoughts. Exactly. <laughs> Love so that we, shit. We, we learned that song and we, we played it at 930 Club. And, you know, it was the Pie Tasters. It was a bunch of punk and ska guys there. So when we were up on stage, they didn't really, like the, the crowd didn't necessarily know what was going on. We had our people there that knew us and were into everything we were doing, but everyone else was a little bit skeptical. When we hit the drum intro on that song, you heard an audible gasp from the crowd, like a gasp of excitement. And as soon as we started playing it, everyone was bobbing their heads and having a great time. So that's right now, that's my favorite song that we do. So you mean to tell me you got to play the 930 Club and played Seagulls from... The Empire Strikes Back mashup with this song at the 930 Club. You got that right. A lot of us have been wanting to play there for decades with our own original music. And you got to get up there and do that. I love it. I love it, dude. I love it. Matt, I'm enjoying this interview. But right now, I'm... Ah, I love it, dude. I'd buy you a beer right now if we were standing next to each other. I love that it, That is... Dude fucking awesome yeah what's your beer choice my beer choice yeah. uh free depends on the moment if i'm just drinking during the day i'm i'm pretty simple i don't judge i, I i'll drink a mellow light all day oh um, number, yeah i like those i will say recently i spent new year's eve in uh bloom opportunity up near a brewery called bear chase and they had a double imperial stout there that was just amazing was it like a meal <laughs> one glass it was, like, quite, it was quite like a meal i only needed like one or two of those to be all set right i mean dude, that's a heavy drink yeah Dang. <laughs> no doubt dude i love a beer man god we, we like dr- i i know i i drink my share of beer every episode we do every week <laughs> uh i drink enough for both of us i can tell you that <laughs> now i will say in terms of seasonals and all that uh oktoberfest is is my favorite seasonal time of beers um, and my number one Oktoberfest beer would be Hockershore. I was going to ask you, which which one is your favorite? It's, it's definitely Hockershore. It's one of the six original Bavarian Oktoberfests. Yeah. And it's it's just, it's amazing. It's smooth. It's delicious. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. And, and you have to wait for it. So it becomes even that more special of a treat. Yeah. Waiting for it to come around, you get it. And you're like, oh, man. But where the hell do you find it every time you want it, you know? Do you have to special order it or what? Well, luckily, the Wegmans near me carries it. Because uh, I know Maryland, Virginia, like liquor laws are different. We can go just we can just go to a grocery store, you know, Quickie Martin, yeah, get the beers that we need. I know it's a little different in Maryland. Now, <laughs> it's now lame. you can go to the grocery store to get your beer, but in Maryland, we can go through a drive-through liquor store at one fifty-five a.m. on a Saturday, Sunday morning, and get the rest of our beer for the rest of the night. <laughs> that's that's true. You do have that. That's the difference. We don't have a great selection, but we can we can keep drinking till five a.m. Yeah. I did recently try that new uh, Budweiser, that was a uh, bourbon barrel age, the uh, the copper lager. Oh yeah, okay. It wasn't bad. 
Oh, wow. It was right. pretty good. Wow, for um, Anheuser-Busch product. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say this. Don't, if you're going to do it, don't fall for the uh, the, the big 22-ounce bottle in the nice in the nice box. It's the same beer as what's in the six-pack. Okay. All so right. if you're going to do it, just get the six-pack. You'll do just fine. Yeah, nothing like a sixer, dude. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. good old sixer. Yeah. <laughs> Sixer is just enough to piss me off. Then <laughs> <laughs> prime the pump. Right. With the six pack. No shit, man. Well, that's awesome, man. So, um, so the band, man. So the recording. You got an album coming out. Um, tell us all about it. Tell us what you can tell us about your album coming out, because I'm excited so, for it. Because I. Um, so we have we have a 10 inch record coming out April 13th. Oh, and cool. it's going to be available um, exclusively at Commonwealth Dry Goods in Fairfax, Virginia. Oh, yeah. Shit, I'll make the drive for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I can't, I can't get too into detail on specifics, but it's going to be a four-track, 10-inch record. We, we've only ever released things on record so far. So you got to come out to a show or visit CommonwealthDryGoods.com and go, on, go to the shop page there to buy our records. We do have a a seven inch on there right now called tequila amnesia so that's oh, available man. now i'm in i'm in cool yeah my my man all been here he has a mad mad high five stereo at his house and he plays all the albums on it man and it sounds so awesome yeah <laughs> I, I only listen to vinyl man so i'm one of those one of those dudes <laughs> so if yeah, you've I'm, got i was a recent convert a couple of years ago i'm I'm, I'm a hoarder, though. I still have just about every CD I've ever bought. I do, it's too. It's a pain every time I move, but yeah. I can't seem to, you know, make myself get rid of them. Well, you yeah. spent money on them. I've never gotten rid of anything. I have all the mediums I ever, I've ever owned. I got milk crates full of cassette tapes. <laughs> <laughs> From Even cassette tapes are, tra- are starting to make a comeback now. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it, it's dude. It's everything. It, it's, it gets vintage. Everybody wants it again. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's I never got rid of it. Thing. Yep. It's like they're remaking all the '80s movies now. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just lame. So you're putting out all this on on vinyl, mm-hmm. and I cannot wait to get a hold of it. Um, yeah, and make sure you, if you can get get a copy of the first one. That one's a lot of fun too. Well, maybe maybe you guys could send a <laughs> seven inch the way of the show so we can uh, you know review it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I can. Maybe I can look into that. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, yeah hit me know. up. Let hey, me know, man. We've all given out CDs at shows. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Actually, you know what? I'll come. I, I know at Commonwealth Dry Goods, you can get some really good snacks, and I'm a sucker for some snacks. Oh, they they got some great snacks there. We're me and Dan are going to run over there one day and just go make a trip out of it, and we'll pick it up. Yeah, we it's go. definitely worth the trip. Yeah, right. That's cool, man. Well, dude, we appreciate your time so far tonight. Um, we won't keep you much longer because I'm sure you got a busy night ahead of you too. So, um, one last question, and in, mm-hmm. in, in our world, we call it best gig, worst gig. You can okay. you can answer in any order you want, but you got to answer both. So, as a musician for playing these years, what do you got for us? All right. So, I mean, the easy answer, the best gig was a 9:30 club show. Um, I don't know how I top that. Here we right. go again. Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, that, dude, hey, man, you earned. Dude, that's great. That's I'm, awesome. I'm happy for you. That's cool. Yeah, but to give another to give another gig that I would say would be a best gig outside of that one, it's it's hard to qualify because different different things make different gigs. You know what you know what they mean to you. That's what um, the, that's what makes the question so good. You got to really yeah. think. 
So, you know, I, I would say, actually, I'll, I'll say this. The most fun that I had at a gig, the most fun I had at a gig was is this show that was uh, presented to my old band as the uh, Southern Maryland Punk Fest. And it was back in uh, the summer of 2008. I can't, sometime in August of 2008. And it we weren't really sure what we were getting ourselves into. And it wound up being on some some guy's property in his side yard, but it was it had to have been a two acre, you know, property. And they set up the stage. It was an overnight campout thing. And my band got there. We played fairly early, and then spent the next eighteen hours just getting as drunk as we possibly could. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's was, what we do it down was here. So much fun. The, so, the Southern Maryland market. This is what we do. We play on somebody's mm-hmm. property for two fucking days <laughs> and just get drunk. Yeah, I think we, the one picture that I remember, like, and it wasn't a picture of the band, a picture that I think wound up on, a, on our band's MySpace page at the time yeah. was a mattress was put into the fire pit nice. and it just kind of blew the hell up. And it was just, it was such a cool looking fire. My drummer took a picture of it and wound up on our MySpace page for years. I remember the Southern Maryland. I remember that picture. (laughs) I've seen it. I remember that. (laughs) I know I have. That is cool that you brought that up. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. (laughs) That's insane, man. That's cool. Holy smokes. Cool. So that, that was, I'm going to say that was the best gig. We had another one where we we got to open for one of my favorite bands in Philadelphia as a one-off show, but. That one was a little weird. It all, it, some of the stuff that happened afterwards would have almost turned it into a worse gig. But I would say my worst gig, still with that old band, was our first gig as a band. And it was at T.T. Reynolds in Fairfax, Virginia. Oh, I had a residency there for for a while back in early 2000s. So, th- yeah, this was in 2007. This was in December 2007. It was, I think I think that they closed within a year yeah. of, of this show. But, it was our first. It was our first time playing really in front of people, and we walk into the venue. And as soon as the door closes, the manager goes, "Well, you just broke our window." And what? we're like, "What are you talking about?" And they said, "Yeah, just look at it. You broke our window." And we we turn around, and one of the panes of wind of glass on the door had cracked. Now who knows if we did it or not? But he just immediately accused us accused us of doing it, and we were just so confused. And he goes, you're going to pay for that. You guys are going to pay for that. Sure. And we're, we're like, we didn't break anything. We just got here. He goes, you're paying for that. And then my drummer goes, fine, how much is it? And the guy goes, $250. And my drummer goes right to their ATM, pulls out the $250 and tries to give it to the guy. And he wouldn't take it. What? Weird. Yeah. And it's just all this hostility over, you know, one little pane of glass. And that's, clearly that's we didn't do it. At that point, if he's not taking the money, it means he knows we didn't break it. He was just trying to bilk us out of something. That's all it was. And yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, your drummer gave him two, you know, how much is it? $250. He's like, oh, good, because we charged $400 to play here. So you're you're gonna, you're only out uh-huh. 150 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I would have played it, because I'm an it asshole. Would've, it would have like been that. a nice move to do that. But that's how I would It was just so off-putting. It kind of, And it was, like, my first real gig. And that's what I remember about it. Yep. Wow. And then uh, now you see why they went out of business mm-hmm. after that, not long after that. Yeah, I played there. I played there a, probably fifth the time. Vietnamese restaurant now. Yeah, it was a great place to play back in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And then around two thousand five, two thousand six, it kind of started to change. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I always enjoyed it. It was weird because it, the place was so long 
you yeah. played on the stage, but you were playing eight feet in front of you to the wall. But left and right, it was 30 feet in, the, in each direction. <laughs> it's a very weird setup. But it was strange. I, I, remember people, I remember local bands just loving that place, and I just didn't get it. I did. I loved it. But that was a that well, was a different time. It was, that was before you know I'd gotten there. So yeah, I had I a, a I did had it, a did every it other ownership or something. I, I I guess it did. I had a every other Wednesday. I played every other Wednesday there for a year. Okay. And I I enjoyed it. I really did. But then it just crapped out. Mm, well, in terms right. of like the musical side of it, I know that other bars in that area they all wound up in the late aughts. Um, going under like one or two specific booking agencies and it just kind of changed the nature of that whole area in terms of booking bands yeah all of a sudden you weren't seeing as many original bands and it was all cover bands playing for you know three hours or whatever that's a shame because when we were doing it was all original music and i remember that some of the hottest original bands in northern virginia that we were we were in the mix of that you know and a lot of people came out to see that not a lot of people are gonna come out to see a bunch of cover bands yeah. But, you know, that's just not that's not how it works. So yeah, that's very, all I gotta say about that. But. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Did you ever get to play Nick's or Jack's? Um, no, we wound up not playing Jack's um, because my guitar player um, had a very he's very weird about um, playing at venues where you had to pay to play. Yeah, and that was one of those where you had to pay to play, and he was adamantly against it. Oh, really? When did that change? Well, we've had some bad experiences playing jacks back in the 90s. Well, we never had to pay. We didn't get paid. No, but that was the days where it was like, you bring 20 people and you can prove you brought them, we'll pay you. So we gave everybody these fake tickets to come, and we had like 40 people show up for a show. And then at the end of the night, they are like, well, you're not getting paid. Yeah, I think what they were running at the time was like, you'd have to pay for your tickets. And then you'd sell the tickets to your fan base. Yeah. But you had to pay for them up front. And that's uh, how you did the whole pay to play so, so bit. So basically you rented the odd. room. Yeah, it's that's, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. They're preying on these young kids who just want to play. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't like that at all. I don't. I'd rather yeah, play. Heard, I, I remember I played, we played a show in Baltimore at a place called the Brass Monkey Saloon. They did something similar, but you didn't pay for your tickets. You just had to grab your tickets and sell them to people. Yeah. Which makes a little bit it makes a lot more sense actually it does make a lot more sense um i think i played a place in baltimore called the vault it was an old bank and mm. when we got done playing the owner came up to us and said you owe me 12 dollars." <laughs> 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 and i think me it was me eric and brent the old and the old band we all looked at him at the same time and just went fuck you man <laughs> yeah We'll be right back with your twelve dollars. I just need to go out in the van and get it. (laughs) You got my two dollars. You owe me twelve dollars for what? We spent two hundred dollars on our bar tab. (laughs) Get out of here with that! I I can't stand that kind of stuff, man. Those were the days, dude. Wow. I haven't been able to vent about that in a long time so i feel better thanks matt for entertaining me on that (laughs) that's good stuff man that's real good stuff yeah so damn man matt you're a seasoned cat around here yeah Uh, i've done a little bit i've been here and there that's awesome man um 
Well, shit, we love having you on, man. We definitely want to have you on in the future, promote the band more, any other projects you're working on, and let's hook up on on, on Messenger and see what we can come up together with on a couple things. Is that cool? Yeah, sounds good, man. All right, I think I found you on Facebook. Did you get my friend request? I could have hit the wrong one. Matt Lawson is kind of a name that's out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I saw it. I, I don't always get on Facebook very often. I think you saw that somewhere with, with the back and forth. Um, and actually, at the moment right now, I'm dealing with no internet or TV at home. Oh, so yeah, that's happening right now. I got gotcha. nothing but Jenga. Yeah, <laughs> like really hands-on games. There's no internet. <laughs> no internet. There's no entertainment. Well, uh, do you have a favorite video game? Favorite video game? I mean, all time, it's going to be Half-Life for me. I grew up playing PC games, and that game to me is just it, it revolutionized first-person shooters for me. Oh, yeah. I was um, there with you on that one, dude. I love that game. In terms of recent games, I, I've been enjoying that Spider-Man game on, on PlayStation 4. Oh, yeah. And it's it that one. It's it's a lot of fun. I played a couple of the different uh, Spider-Man games growing up. This one just blows all of them out of the water. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, man. I'm so busy in my world. I got my one game time thing, and I always go Mortal Kombat for some reason, or <laughs> and I can't get yeah. ever out of that world. <laughs> but I did see they're putting on a new one soon. I already pre-ordered it. I'm a, si- <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sicko. Yeah, he's we, he doesn't have enough time to play video games, so we had to play Mortal Kombat last week on the episode against each other. <laughs> this sounded awesome, though, man. You should listen back to that. Yeah, it listen sounded to awesome. Game I wish we could have awesome. got the feed in there, but it sounded good. I have to go back and look for it. <laughs> yeah, I marked it, dude. Yeah, I'm episode trying to do nine. That. Yeah, I, I'm. When you, I'm trying to be creative when we put the post up with the episode guide so people can scrub to wherever they want to go. Because doing a two hour plus show, we know no one can just sit down and commit to two hours at one time. Not in 2019. So yeah. We, so we put sort the ep- attention spans and all that. Yeah. So we put the episode guide so you can check out every part of the show as you see fit. That's just. A, I did see that. That was very very helpful. Yeah. Just when, when I was checking it out. Yeah, we're just trying to do it right for everybody, man. And I'm just hoping uh, we can all get together and make something happen with this stuff, man. Because the band's cool. We're definitely digging you guys. Yeah, we dig it, man. Oh, thanks, are, man. You guys are great. And we're gonna get out there and we're gonna we're gonna head over across the river. Check you guys out. Do a little more promotion on this end for you. Yeah. And make our way over and get some of them freaking singles, man. Yeah, I'm going to give wanna... me some snacks and some records. Fuck that's yeah. a trip. That's... Dude, that's a great trip. Snacks and records? Oh, yeah. And he's got he's got plenty of them. Cool. Even if you just want some other random stuff. He's got a lot of country and western records. He winds up, he winds up finding some stuff that you don't always find in, in other record stores. He'll, you know, you'll find some... Uh, you know, some like movie scores from from movies you love. Oh, uh, he wow. just got both the scores from both Young Guns and Young Guns Two. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, if he ever wants to get any other records, tell him to call me. I got a shitload, <laughs> and I'm willing thousands. to get rid of a bunch. What, I mean, when, <laughs> Matt, when I say thousands, I mean he's got thousands. <laughs> it's a yeah. thing. Yeah, I need to get them out of the house to make my life more enjoyable if you know what I mean <laughs> I mean it's legit stuff he's got multiples of it's legit so t- tell your boys that yeah it's legit hit me up <laughs> let me know what you're looking for I'll see if I got it for him they can have it <laughs> that's cool well awesome dude well we won't keep you any further we appreciate your time I'll reach out to you man now I got your number is it cool to text you every once in a while I won't, I won't blow you up like a weirdo no we don't, we don't <laughs> yeah that sounds good yet. 
All right, cool, dude. Well, Matt from the Guitar Gurus, we say thanks for everything tonight, man, and we'll be in touch. All right, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, Matt. Thanks again for your time. Appreciate it, buddy. All right. Bye, All right, man. Bye. Well, man, that was cool. Hot damn. Man, I could have talked to him for another, like, two days. I did, dude, I didn't want to keep him any longer, you know, first time on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't but, want to wear him out, but man, I, that, that felt so natural. We could have just kept talking and talking and talking. It's that Washingtonian vibe. I love it. Yeah, I man. love it. Dude, we got to see if we can do double duty that Saturday. Yeah. Do the, it's it's do, interviews like that, that that just make me remember why we started this in the first place. Yeah, it's cool. Just sit back, talk. Oh my God, that was great. Well, and it's a new market getting into yeah. Northern Virginia. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it'd be kind of cool because they can they could, they could start promoting too on their side. Say, hey, we're looking for bands. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, and and I was a, well, I could call myself a veteran of the Northern Virginia market at this point. In the late '90s, early 2000s, and such, I played. That's all. That's the only place I played. I didn't play in Southern Maryland those days. Right. I remember that. Because there was something happening over there. It's well, still a great market. Oh, yeah. It needs to just become one big, meshy thing. Right. Make it one thing. Well, if we get these shows doing the right things, we can. Yeah. And it'd be kind of cool to see, hey, a Northern Virginia band playing with a Southern Maryland band at a venue together. I don't know. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of cool. Just blend the markets. Get, to get fans to start traveling and then it'll be kind of cool what do you think dude no that'd be great that's what that's what we should look into and that's what we should do yeah I agree well, it'd, be, it'd be great so hopefully we'll get out the Commonwealth dry goods and check them out and see what's up over there we're gonna do it I'm down dude we'll talk about it we'll make it happen oh, yeah yeah we could go Saturday we could yeah all right, well, cool. Oops. Man, the show's rocking along, man. <laughs> yeah. Another two-hour-plus episode. There we go. Wow, man. Just like that, <laughs> dude. The, the anticipation that I that I build up every week that we come in here to do it, man. Just And then it's over. Like It's it just, bam. So You wait all week, and then it's over in five seconds. Right. All right. I'm going to pray for no data corruption this week. Hell no. I know, dude. That's so sketchy last week, man. Yeah. So sketchy. We got through it. It's over. That's it. It's done. Cool. Well, dude. All right. Well, let's well, uh, let's recap what's going on next. Recap week. and thank our guests from tonight. So uh, I'll do the recap if you don't mind. I'm feeling a little saucy. Yeah, do that, man. And yeah. I'll get the next week's guest lineup ready. Hell yeah. All right, well, episode 10 is in the books, and we appreciate all the guests that spent the time with us tonight. Uh, let's run it down. We had Wayne Johnson first, solo artist, instrumental musician. You've been listening to his music all night in the background. Check and it out. The CD is Atomic Tsunami. And we're going to keep running with that for quite some time until we get all this music stuff figured yeah. out. So Just to keep it simple. Yeah, right now he's he's plugged in. Yeah, and he's down with and it. And he's cool with it. Because he's a cool guy, yeah. as you heard from the interview. Yep. We enjoyed having him on. We're going to have him on again. Yeah, and we're just going to spin it, man, because we just don't want no problems. Yeah, we don't need it. It's because no one wants... No I mean, we talk about music and whatever. 
it was when we were doing the featured bands, but it's not worth all this hassle. We just have yeah. him, we'll have his gnarly guitar work in the background jamming. Yeah. And it's Hell just yeah. awesome. All right, cool. Sorry, dude. Blowing no, up you're, your spot. You're good, I'm blowing man. up your spot. No, you're good, man. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, our correspondent in the field, cool buddy Bobby Richards, who's our wrestling uh, expert. expert, guru. He's going to be featured regularly on this uh, show. You're going to yeah, always have your updates. Yeah, he's basically going to come on the week after every wrestling event. Yep, and it's perfectly it. spaced out, so it's not like he's on. He's like, hey, we're at a go. So Bobby's on again. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to do that. He's not going to be on every week, but he's going to be on at least once a month. Well, I, I have however your schedule works. Because yeah. he can even report on the on matches in Joppa. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll work it out. We'll work, work it out. out. We yeah. will work it out. Yeah. And then our third guest of the evening was Speedy White. Yeah, good old Speedy White you from know. back in the day, man. Back in the day. felt Tonight felt like it was back in the day in the current day. It's great. It was, man. Yeah, I loved having him on. He just... Dude, get, that guy's done a lot of stuff. Man. Dude, he has, man. He's got, still doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, I got mad respect for that cat, man. He never gave up. No, I mean... He's plugging away constantly. No, he just had the right support structure yeah. in place, and, and they had the ability... Absolutely. And I can't wait to go jam with him at his studio, too, dude. Yeah, we're going to get down there. We're going to document it. It's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> dude, I know. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, you dude, get to see me in real life hammered. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, dude, it's going to be so busy. Yeah. We got it's going to be a lot, man. I mean, but this is the perfect time of year for this. It's winter time. Yeah, so. this is a good time. Yeah, Even though he keeps saying, I got a pool, I got a pool. I don't care about the pool. He's got two kegs of beer cold. I don't give a shit about the pool. Yeah, him, you know. Certain people, certain people are pool people. Yeah, I'm not. I'm keg people. <laughs> exactly. So that was awesome having him on. We appreciate that. Yep. And and we just finished out the night, just a minute or two ago, with Matt Lawson, bass player for Ponytails and Cocktails. Holy shit. Yep. How the hell did we get that guy on this show? Dude, I took it. I just sent a message. Hey, my name's Dan. I'm co-host of the Guitar Gurus. We have a show here. We want to have you uh, have you guys on talk about the band, um, and they're like, "Well, we'll send you our bass player." And I was like, "Okay, cool, no problem." Yeah, I was like, "Cool." I said, "I was actually relieved." I was like, "Oh, cool, we're bass players. This will be awesome." Thank you, because some people would say, "We'll send you our bass player," and they're going, "Ha ha ha," and we're going, "Oh no, you actually hooked us up." Oh, right, I felt right. Did home. you feel the vibe of this interview? How cool it was. Yeah, dude, I knew all you those You sent models. us the right guy for this show. Dude. For me, anyway. <laughs> dude, he said Fender 5-string deluxe active bass. Boom, boom, done. Boom. Done. There it Word is. up. I mean, just get it done. We had fun with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm an active bass player. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff, man. So for those of you who don't know who Matt Lawson is, you're going to know. You got to know. Yeah. He plays with? Ponytails and Cocktails. And um, what's cool about that band is, is the local radio personality, Chad Dukes, is in the band. There it is. And he plays guitar and sings, and he's all around good dude around here. Yeah. So that's Chad cool. Dukes is popular. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And we're gonna go to Commonwealth Dry Goods and get their album, man. And Hell some, yeah. And some snacks. I've heard the snacks at that place. Yeah. Legendary. We're gonna we're gonna go out and make a trip, get the snacks, get the album, and then we're gonna we're gonna eat the snacks while listening to the album, and then yeah. we're gonna review both the snacks and the album and the album. Yeah, dude, that's definitely do that. 
Let's do that next week. Or at least in a couple weeks. I want to make sure. I want if we're gonna review the snacks. Commonwealth dry goods. Uh, we're doing, <laughs> come on, All right, man. I'm being ambitious. Right. This show is a non-profit organization. <laughs> we yeah. do this because we love it, and that's the only reason. We yeah, do. whatever week we can go out there, we'll talk about it. But yeah, that's cool. But yeah, I look forward to it. Um, yeah, so cool. And then we got a busy week next week, kind of. We got three guests. It's gonna be cool. Check this out, Dan. Okay. Our first guest next week is gonna be the one and only Jason Rickett. The <laughs> that is, I, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. Can't believe I stumbled after that. You said that. Been waiting for this because, out of all the people in this world that I've known, he's the second longest friend I've ever had. Right. I know y'all run since deep. we were like five years old. Yeah, y'all run deep. We grew up together. Right. Our whole lives. Right. We're tight. We're actually family by marriage. Right. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I'm glad he's doing it. Dude, I didn't get to meet him until high school. and But once I met him, dude, it was word up, yeah. man. He was awesome, dude. I mean, that the times with him from the time we were five till we were like 15 was the pivotal, pivotal years for me. And we'll, we'll talk about that. All right, cool. Yeah. That's the tease. That's yeah, a good tease. Great. Cool. And then um, we have Keith Grasso coming on from Island Music. There it is. Post Nam wrap up. Talk to him. Talk to him about Island, how he started it, and all that, and document that process on our show. That's great. Yeah, I, I mean, cannot wait to have him on. I, dude, I can't say enough about him, man. Being first class, dude. I mean, all the way, man. He has treated us with just. I, it's what it is, man. He's, He's first class all the way, and then. I'm just so glad that um, everything worked out the way it's working out. He's treated the whole community that way. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's why it's First successful. It's, that's why they're successful, yep. man. And I just love it. Yep. He's it's, genuine, man. Yeah. So we're going to have him on in whatever time it takes, it takes with him. Yep. And that's what it is. Can't I'm wait. not even putting a cap on that. Nope. But after we do get done with Keith, we're going to check in with Chris Lane, tattoo artist. Okay. And see what's up with him. It's, it's time for him to come back on and talk about where he, where he's at because he's changed shops. He's got some other stuff going on. We'll check in with him. Sounds good. So that's what we got for next week. Great. So, man, already, dude. Already. That's exactly. We're in the double digits. Episode 10 is wrapping up right now as we speak. It's right. been a stellar double-digit episode. It has. Yeah. Cool. Well, Dude, it's, it's a milestone. Hey, <laughs> man, for what started over the... I mean, I've, I've talked to a lot of people, and they would, they, you know, and I'm not downplaying this, but I know a lot of people that get enthusiastic about starting these things, which is easy to do. Right. But then they, you know, they kind of step back and go... I couldn't imagine being 10 episodes in already after 10 weeks. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's been a fast 10 weeks for me, man. It's been quick. It has Bam. been. Bam. Quick. Because it's a process. It's a schedule for me. Yeah. It's, it's fun, though. It's just as much of a habit as it is your every other habits, getting up and going to work every day. Right. You have to just make it part of your routine. Right, and this is totally on my own Except time. the difference is you look forward to this and enjoy it, not like going to work every day. <laughs> well, the best part about it is, is I do a lot of communications over emails and messages. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, you just have to be, you know, it's just a big commitment. You got to be professional. You just can't send an uneducated email to people to come on a radio, you know, a show. Yeah. You got to do it right. Hey, hey, guys. <laughs> you know, so we're trying. We're doing our thing. We're, yeah, and, we're, and we're doing it. We're doing it. So, so I'm very excited that episode, we've actually made it to 10 episodes. This is great. I feel awesome about it. Next week's lineup is incredible that you just heard. This show we just completed was incredible. We appreciate all the guests. That's all I've got for you, man. Same here. You, you nailed it, dude. I'm so, spent. Yeah, me too. So this is Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan. Until next time, we see you. Bye.